across the UK, online and on DAB. Get an earful of unusual nocturnal emissions with radio's Lord of Misrule, Ian Lee. No relation, thank God. Unfiltered Night Talk with the original king of unconventional conversation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Sorry, guys, I'm back. Um, it, it, I, I'm, just, I'm working on a topical uh, satirical joke. It looks like Donald Trump is about to get mullered. Oh. Is that the name of the guy, Muller? Yes. Is it? Or is it Mueller? Well, okay, fine. It looks like, and if you're listening closely to the bulletin, then this joke is going to be double funny. It looks like Donald Trump is about to get mullered, not half. That is a clever, that's a clever joke. I'm going to send that in to the MASH report, to Nish Kumar, and um, hopefully, fingers crossed, dear God, Fingers crossed they pick you up. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Catherine Boyle is here. Boom. Thank you to Jamie East. Thank you to Rufus yesterday. Uh, I'm back. It's been a... Uh, I, the reason I came back today, I was going to take the whole week off, and then I thought I've been a real part-timer recently. Um, uh, without going into too much detail, I was involved in a very nasty, very nasty car crash on Monday. It, it was unpleasant. It wasn't my fault. Uh, but it was, uh, I mean, uh, you know, Jesus, I've seen things that I never wanted to see. Um, and a couple of things, right? The police had to, the police had to close the road as they often do, right? So traffic going one way on the side that I was on couldn't get past and traffic going the other way was stopped at various points when emergency services came. Uh, and then it was down to like, I think two lanes. And it took, and it, it went back for miles, right? And, it, and it, 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 it took people hours to get through. And I saw something, and I spoke to a copper about it afterwards. I saw something I've never seen before, and I didn't know this was a thing. People would, as they were driving past and able to pick up speed, were winding down the windows and telling the coppers to F off. No. For wasting their effing time. Wow. I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Um... You know, there were there were there were people were injured in the road, and and people were driving past, winding down their windows, doing the coffee signs, effing and jeffing. For for slowing them up, I couldn't be- I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. What? Why would anyone? Why would anyone do that? And a copper mentioned it to me afterwards. He said, "Oh, we get that all the time, all the time." Um. And uh, the reason Kath has been has kind of been looking after me because I've been shot. I was in bed for forty hours. I went to bed for forty hours. I'm fine. I've, bu- I've buggered my neck up and my back a little bit, but I'm fine. But it was just the shock. And here's something I'm going to do next week. Right? I I, I found I, I'm not going to go into details because there's there's like an investigation and, and there's there's families involved in stuff. But um, uh, this is what I'm going to do next week. I'm going to book a first aid course. I'm going to book a first aid course because I was in a situation where knowing first aid uh, would have been very, very useful. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I, I mean, I, I, I sat and held someone's hand and shouted at them. You, shout, you had to shout at them. Um, uh, and I didn't know what to do. Luckily, thank God, there was a, a, a woman there who um, did know what to do. She was on, you know, I didn't even have my phone and she was on 999, and um, anyway, she knew exactly what to do. 
and uh, you know, thank God. But I don't. I don't, and I, I've never, I've never found myself in a situation where doing chest compressions or anything like that w- would be it, 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 it would be useful. I've ne- never thought I would. And on Monday, I was in a place where, uh, sweet Jesus, I wish I'd known how to do it because it would have sped things up significantly. So th- next week, I'm booking it in. I'm doing a first aid course. You want to come? Yeah, of course I will. Let's do it. Um, I was in the Red Red Cross when I was a kid. Oh, so bumlick. I yeah. <laughs> I mean, if there's a badge involved, I'll do it. So, but everything's changed over the years, and I'm not sure I would be confident enough to do that. But I guess it it comes to a point where you have to do something. When when you're in a situation when uh, I, I don't okay. want to, I don't, you know, everything else is hopeless. Yeah. Uh, then do that, and thank thank God she did because um, it was it was what she did, and what another gentleman did, the kiss of life, which you're not really supposed to do anymore, but someone, you know, it was miraculous. Anyway. So that's where I've been the last couple of days. I've been in bed for 40 hours just in, uh, in sheer shock. And then I had, to go to, I had to go to West London. I had to go and get a higher car. My car's a write-off, which is fine. It's a thing. Uh, but then I had to go to West London to the police pound because the, my car's in the police pound. Um, and all my stuff's in it, like the child seat, a load of CDs, my bike rack, books and stuff like that, because I just, I just left it with the coppers and I, I didn't take anything out. And uh, so I had to go to the police pound, and I've only ever seen that in, like, the Blues Brothers movies. And, um, you know, those kind of movies where you go, American movies from the 80s where you go to the pound. And, um, (laughs) man alive! I don't want to... Listen, I don't want (sighs) to... There are a lot of scumbags there. I don't want to. I don't want to speak there. But imagine being someone who was famous a year ago in a place like that. Oh God! Just keep your eyes to the floor. Do not make eye contact with anyone, Ian. That's what was going on in my head. And then a guy pushed in front of me, and I thought, I'm not having an argument with this guy. Let him push in front. And then I got called to a different queue, so I managed to beat him. Um, but all my stuff, bike rack and kid seats and stuff like that, and I was queuing for an hour, and then like, this guy, I got talking, I managed to see someone, and they said, yeah, we've got your car here, but I'm afraid it's in the forensic section, we're not allowed to touch it. And you could tell he was expecting me to kick off. Yeah. He was expect because this is, there was a lot of people kicking off in there, nearly everyone. There was actually, there was one couple, it was the second day there, because they hadn't, they hadn't got the right documents, um. And they were very polite. I was having a nice chat with them, but everyone else was was kicking off. There was a smell of weed in there. It was, you know, oh, it was it was grim. Um, and and he, he said, "I'm really sorry, sir, but I, I I can't let you get to your car. It's it's in a it's in a forensic section. We're not allowed to even touch it." And I just went, oh, "All right then." And he said, "Sorry." I went, "That's all right." Because what I was resigned. What can you do? I was resigned. I went, "Yeah, that's all right." He said, "Oh." Oh, I mean, if you had a letter from the police officer that said you could come, and I said, nah, she didn't give me one. Okay, well, listen, why don't you give me your number, and if we hear anything different, we'll give you a call back. And I went, yeah, sure, it it doesn't matter, though. And it doesn't matter. It's stuff. It's stuff. You know, it's a few hundred quids worth of stuff. It's just stuff, man. I get another, I get another, um, Garcia, I get another... Um, bike rack. I'll get another. It's just I'll, I'll get another um, uh, Paul McCartney CD. You know, it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Um, 
So, uh, so I've come back, and uh, already I'm kind of thinking maybe I, maybe I came back a little bit too soon. But I just was kind of you know I was sort of halfway to work when I was at this place, and I thought, well, I'll I'll come in and we'll see what we can do. So, and I'm feeling quite teary actually. Um, just feeling quite teary. Uh, there's a lot of you know a lot of kind of misplaced guilt and shame and fear and upset. So I may not make it to the end of the show. But that's why Boilie's here. Wait. Boilie, we can do. We'll do tag team. <laughs> we'll do tag team, um, and uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. In the meantime, why would anyone shout at, at the police and the uh, the paramedics? I have the answer. Go on, because some people are knobs. I, I, I mean, listen. You get. We've all been stuck in traffic, and it's taken hours to do. You travel three miles and you get there and there's there's a, a broken down you know an accident on the other side you just i always go i hope everyone's all right yeah i'm, I'm peed off it's cool i hope everyone's all right though that's the main thing not you tossers you tossers i'm gonna i'm gonna get home two hours late oh well, well you'll get home though won't you oh well um Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good stuff at the weekend. I did finally go and see Nick Jones all the way down in Devon. Took nine hours, five hours to get there because I was trying to find a florist, uh, and then four hours back. Nick Jones, the folk singer. Um, we might play that. Maybe we'll play that tomorrow. Maybe we'll play that tomorrow. I'll bring it in and you can edit it. What a nice guy! I want to thank Nick and his wife Julia, and their daughter Helen. They um, they entertained me. They fed me. The chat with Nick Jones is incredible. Speaking of car accidents, my God. I said, you got any regrets, Nick? He said, yeah, I wish I hadn't hit that van that was full of bricks. Because that's what ruined his career and, and ruined him. Um, but he taught me the game of Go. The jan- ancient Japanese game of Go. And so I'm there five hours. I'm in Nick Jones's house in Devon, near, past Plymouth. And for an hour and a half, two hours, we're playing Go. Which is this very zen... So, did anyone listening to this know how to play Go? I'm totally into it. We played it on a small board. We didn't play it on the big board because that would have taken hours. And, I mean, this guy, he was in a very serious car crash in 1982. And, you know, and it's buggered up his body. He can't play guitar and his memory's all shot to pieces. You'll hear the interview. It's the most non-linear interview I've ever done. And normally they're non-linear because I'm... Alan, I'll come to you in a minute. Normally they're non-linear because I'm the one jumping all over the place. But this one... You know, he just couldn't, didn't have a train of of, of thought that, that he would he just was going all over the place. And you'll hear him. You, you talk about dates, and he's 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 wildly out in the dates because the brain damage. But we were sat there with his wife, who would just every now and then she go, no, just shake her head, go, no. And I go, so Julia, do you, do you want to tell us what you think happened there? And she kind of would give us the facts and stuff. Um, but man alive, he could play go like there was no, like nobody's business it was incredible so it's this game and it's this board we played it on the small one but it's this bit you have this big board with like dots all over it and you get these pieces that look like maltesers and you you cut you're supposed to slam them on the dots and then you trap the other dots and then that gives you territory oh it was nuts and i, I played about five games the first two games i could, i didn't know what was going on i was just being polite because he was intent on showing me stuff. And I said, all right, go on then, Nick, show us how to play it. The first two games, I'm just putting pieces down. But by the third one, I'm starting to see what... Just starting to catch drift of what, what it is. And where, and by the fifth one, I was 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 I thought I was going to beat him. Of course, I didn't. He destroyed me. What was it he said to you? 
Oh, he, you're playing. he kept calling no, me a bastard. He said, no, I'm going to be a bastard. Oh, that was, he was going to be a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and then every now and then, he'd, I'd put a piece down. He'd go, no, 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 no. Don't, don't want to put it there. Put it there. So I'd move it. And then he'd still just destroy me. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Anyway. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll do the show and we'll see where we go. 0344 499 1000. We've got Sam on the phones tonight. You can phone up about anything. If you're one of the suckers that's downloaded Bo Rap, Bohemian Rhapsody, a f- movie that won four Oscars, one of them for best editing. Yeah, and then did you see that? I saw that clip online yeah. th- on Twitter where there's about... I mean, it's it's like an edit a second yeah. at one point. Well, they gave it. To, they gave them best editing because no disrespect to the editor. Well, sl- some disrespect to the editor. Obviously, very busy person. They couldn't give it to the director because he's um, uh, he's, a he's uh, a, a nonce. So, so they had to give them something, you know. But I mean, geez, if you uh, did you did you buy a download of Bo Rap the movie? Am I the only one that thought it was pony? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee. Unfiltered night talk with the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Charles. Uh, good evening, Ian. Um, I, I heard you say you lost uh, Paul McCartney CD. Uh, yes, I did. It was. Was it the new one? Uh, no, it wasn't. Well, uh, ah. uh, yes, it was actually. That was one oh, of them. I've lost the, uh, Egypt Station with the goat on the phone. I've lost Egypt Station and I've lost Red Rose Speedway. Okay, well, I've actually got a copy of it here, and I'm, I was more or less done with it. I can send it off to you. If you want. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. It's a bit tatty, and I've lost the little green band that was on it. You know, the little Why is it tatty? It. What have you been doing? What have you been doing to it? What do you it's, mean you're almost done with it? It's a masterpiece. It's been in the- I, I liked it, but I don't think I'll listen to it again. I, I remember buying it because I heard you talking about it, oh. very frankly, and I, I did enjoy it, but... You're done with it? Yeah. Yeah, well... well I, if you need it. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it if you don't mind. Yeah, I can just stick it in an envelope for you. To talk radio will be all right, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be wicked. There's no chance... You haven't got Red Rose Speedway, have you? No, I haven't got that one. There's no chance you... Uh, <laughs> you, you can... I, this is not... I don't want to be improper, but, you, I mean, you couldn't buy it, could you? Stop it. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. No? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Charles. You're yeah. a good man. All right, I'll see you. Okay. Cheers, bye bye. Well, what a nice guy. I mean, he could d- dip into his pocket and get red rose. You're an outrage. The double disc edition. I, uh, uh, I, I hasten to add, it's all things, isn't it? We don't need, we don't need things. Um, good evening, Alan. Hi, Hello, Alan. Are you alright? I'm fine, thank you, mate. What have you got for us tonight? I am officially off the market. What were you for sale? Well, I've got a girlfriend. Shut the front door. Yes, I have. Now, because these... Have they brought the price of these sex bots down, then? No, it's an actual girl. Uh, wow, OK. When you say girl, age? About the same age as me. So, old. That's a relief. Um, tell us more, Alan. Tell us more. Her Where did you meet? Her uh, name's Abby. And she works at a travel agent. You were working as a travel agent when I met you in Birmingham. So at least I know who to book with for me holiday. Yes, mate. Nice cheeky discount. Abby and Alan. The AA. Hmm? Roadside Rescue. The AA. Oh, right, yes. Yes. Okay, right, sorry. I thought you said BAA. Uh, well, well, how did, so how did you meet her then? We were chatting. We were chatting on Facebook Messenger. Okay. Has she met you? 
Yes, she has. Oh. And I'm with her mum. <laughs> oh, hang on. She wasn't wearing white, was she? No. And um, a veil. So when you say, okay, well, did you ask? Did you ask her for a, a, um, a boob pictures like you normally do? No. Okay. Wow, this really is serious. Romance. Okay. Well, this is brilliant news, Alan. Where, have you been out on a date yet? I'm going out on Monday night to the cinema. What are you going to go and see? It's always important. Lego. Lego. Fighting with my family. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well, that's the, what's seeing what. Fighting with my family. I don't know that's that. New film with Nick Frost. Oh, um, the one directed by Stephen Merchant. That's the one. Oh, okay. I don't know much about that. I've just seen the poster. Well, it's a true story of a WWE superstar. Aha! Uh-huh. Okay, so maybe you think you're going to get some ideas for what to do afterwards. No, I'm not that kind of guy in. I'm waiting till I'm married before I get in a bedroom activity. Well, I'm not talking about intercourse. I'm talking about wrestling. You know there are a lot of men that would pay a lot of money to wrestle a, a woman. A, a woman. Well... Page, who the film is about, she was a guy wrestling when she was ten. Wow. I th- I can see. I've never done it. It's not really my bag. But I can see how having a full-on... Fight. Wrestle. A wrestle. <laughs> where you both really going for it. With someone who is physically matched to you, I could see how that could be... Fun, if you, if you catch my lizard. Ian, but didn't you wrestle someone a decade ago? I did wrestle... A decade ago, I wrestled um, a, a listener, um, and I destroyed him. It was a long fight. It took about 25 minutes. Did I it tickle your pickle? It, uh, it didn't, actually. I was shagged at the end of it. Do you oh. know what? He nearly got me in the first 30 seconds, right? And part of me wishes he did, because I just managed to get my balance back. But part of me wishes he did, because it went on for ages, and I was shagged. Yeah. Um, but I destroyed him. I destroyed him, and I will destroy another listener one day. I would probably pay tickets for that fight. OK, well, there they're, well, are. Oh, you can. They're £1,000 each, Alan. I no, to, you need two. I used to quite like fighting my sister, but it's not as acceptable when you're two grown women, is it? Well, <laughs> it might be in UFC, Kath. K- what, in Kentucky Fried Chicken? No, Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yes, think, mate, the Boyle sisters. I think my uh, nephews might be a bit taken aback if I suddenly... <laughs> Got their mum in a headlock by and the pounded way, her into the sofa. By the way, Roger has uh, <laughs> tweeted, uh, Caddick has a girlfriend and I'm single. That's depressing. To all the single men out there, Yabu sucks. Alan beat ya. <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, sorry, guys. And so, and so apologise to the ladies as well, Big Al. I'm, I'm sorry, ladies, especially Shelley and Lady Kadonk. I don't okay. know. Give it, give it a week. Nice one, Alan. Let us know how it goes. I will. Thank you. Ta-ta. Right, well, I think maybe you need to buy a hat, Catherine. What, a black one with a veil? <laughs> come on now, come what? on now. Oh, come on, we know how this story goes. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Barry is in Weston Supermare. Good evening, Barry. Hello, Ian. Yeah, it's good to have you back, Ian. Hello, Kath. Hello. Yeah, just to say, Ian, um, you know, your, your experience, it's a little bit raw for me because uh, w- one week ago... Uh, a mate of mine, worked with him for 20 years. Um, his son, 19, was coming back from university and was killed. Yay, 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 yay. It's a shocker, mate. It's ah, a shocker. I'm sorry to hear that. It, it prompts me to say that, you know, it's sad when you're talking about people abusing the police. Possibly they're going to lose an hour. We sympathise with that. But I couldn't believe I, it. 
I think my mate would uh, be more than happy to deal with that rather than what he's got to deal with at present. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry. That must be um, uh, devastating. Is not the word, is it? No, it's um, nineteen. Is well, he's a know, baby. Yeah, he's a baby. And you know, it was a, it was a sad old day. There was a lot of people there, university friends. You know, he just he was down at Portsmouth and uh, just done his first twelve months, and he was he was on his way back. Was it was it was, it, it was a car accident? Was it? Yeah, no one else involved. I, they think that he possibly hit a grass verge, turned the car over, and oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, it, I it, it, I had to I had to drive today for the first time since Monday, and. Um, Oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. And I want to, uh, and I never dr- driven so carefully and so precisely. And I just need to um, keep that aware. I mean, this, the accident wasn't my fault the other day, but I just need to keep that awareness. I, I, there's no need to rush. No need to rush, guys, uh, is going to be my. If I'm late, I'm late. That's what it's all about. I'm really sorry for your loss, Barry. That's um, that's really sad. Thank you, Ian. I just wanted to say, Ian, I know we have. We have a little bit of banter on the show, and that's good. That's why that's why we listen. But a lot of people, a lot of people, um, were thinking about you, and and you know, we, well, we wish you all the best. And the first you, aid is is a very very good decision to take. Yeah. I've done it from since I was a lad of fifteen. <clears throat> I started in the mining industry and I joined a first aid team, a coal mining first aid team, and I've had to use it on a few occasions, and it's it's something well worth. Yeah, having. I'm I'm tomorrow. I'm going online. I'm going to find one and I'm going to book me and Kath in, and um, gonna I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, and and shame on me for not having done it before. I just thought, you know, just thought I'm not going to need that. I'm not going to need that. Well, you just never know, do you? No, you don't, and you know it just gives you that little. Even if you just got the the sort of the the bare little bits of it, it's something you know. Rather than be there and you know not know what to do, um, it's it's just nice to have it. But we wish you all the best, brother. Thank and, you, uh, Barry. I heard your call to Kath the other day. It was nice to hear you back, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I'll carry on listening. I've never missed a show, actually, well, Ian, to be honest. You're a, you're a lunatic in that case. <laughs> I know, I know so, that. Peace and love, brother. Thank you, you very much. You take care, buddy, and same with you. Tutty, bye. 0344 499 is the telephone number. There was a... a, a I, I read the letters in... I haven't got my computer today for the first time ever. It's brilliant, because I didn't know I was coming in. So I just bought a, a rucksack full of carrier bags for, for, for reasons best left unsaid. Um, so here's the letter. There's two letters. Um, uh, this is from William Brown in Braintree in Essex in the Daily Mail. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody has won four Oscars, not to mention Golden Globes and BAFTAs. So you would imagine the film critics would be magnanimous and admit they got it wrong when they slated the movie. Not a bit of it. Disgruntled reviewers are still venting their spleen. When will they realise they are blind to what the paying public actually wants from a film? My wife and I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody with a degree of trepidation, having read several negative reviews. But we came away delighted. How could you come away delighted? It's so... It's factually... It's full of lies, right? It's fake news. It's just... Everything in it is made up. And it's boring. But I think if you go in... Because I've made the mistake recently. There have been a couple of things. A Star is Born. I went in wanting, wanting to love it. Boring. What was the other one I went in wanting to love and I came out feeling a bit flat about it? 
can't remember, but the more I really want to see something and yeah. I want it to succeed, the more crap it tends to be. And maybe if you go in thinking it's going to no. be a load of pony, it, you'll be pleasantly surprised. Oh, come on. You, I watched this thinking it was going to be crap, but it was worse. It was sub-crap. Because I love a crap film. Well, I love a crap film, but this was just, this was boring. I, it I, should have been... I lasted an hour and a quarter, and I looked, and we were halfway through it. I went, Jesus, no, thank you. But the Freddie Mercury story's got everything. I don't understand how they can go so wrong with it. Was it just... Remy just... Malik won an Oscar in the Best Actor! Oh, we're all superstars. But was it just campus tits? Was there no, no kind of... No, it wasn't even camp! It was boring! Oh, we're all superstars... Oh, I play Bohemian Rhapsody upside down on piano. What's he doing that voice for? Because that's my voice at all. <laughs> so I'm Freddie Mercury, darling. I think I might be bisexual. <laughs> I don't think I want to go in there anymore. I want to go in there. <laughs> I want to see that one. Oh, it's rubbish. <laughs> I think I might be gay. We know you're gay. So she says, we know you're gay, Freddie. Oh, do you? Oh, I take my cats with me then. <laughs> it's based Seriously, on I want to see that version. Uh, my, I didn't hit her. My wife and I went to see Bohemian Rhapsody mm -hmm. with a degree of trepidation, having read several negative reviews, says William Brown, Billy Brown. But we came away delighted. Is it time for reviewers to recognise films for their entertainment value and not expect them all to be a tour de force of avant-garde philosophical claptrap? What? You're a bell cheese. It was just boring. Listen, don't read it. Ask your mate if that's what you want. There have been complaints about timeline inaccuracies in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's full of lies. It's full of lies. Well, it suggests that they, um, they'd broken up before Live Aid and all that kind of stuff. Full of lies. They've been touring, haven't they? But I think the spirit of the subject is uh. more important than pinpointing which year an event occurred. Okay. As for the lack of salacious details about Freddie Mercury, obviously the decision was taken to respect his private life. Jesus. It's a... Right, and we hear the news today that Bo Rap is the most downloaded movie of all time or something. Have you have you splashed out cash um, to get that film? Because, honestly, it's a turkey. And then there's another letter. This is from Jeff Cooling in Whitby, North Yorks. Just about the only thing that was accurate in The Favourite, this is the Olivia... You know, I've worked with Olivia Coleman. Oh. I've worked with Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a voiceover for an advert with her about 12 years ago. And she was? She was lovely. Down to earth and surprisingly funny. Yeah, I, she was lovely. And I had to say... Oh, by the way, Limmy's coming in one night. Limmy's coming in the studio one night. Got to listen to his audio book. Oh, buy the book. But I finished it today. L listen to the... Isn't it? <laughs> I think the sex stuff goes on maybe 25 minutes too long. Yeah. But it's... Um, it's Which it didn't do in real life. He, 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 um, I want to talk to him about the sex stuff because I identified with a lot of it. The um, Well, I don't think you can say Fanny Fright on the radio, but well, that's what he suffers it. with. Yeah. Um, but it, it's some... I, have you ever heard or read... Such an honest autobiography. No, but it made a lot of sense. Like this whole thing of being brought up thinking that, you know, as a man, uh, as a young lad, that um, you hear them all talking, sort of the locker room talk, and you think it's something you do to someone. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's all about, you know, making a girl do it, it, that toxic masculinity stuff. Yeah. That's, we've got a name for it now, but growing up, that's the way you would yeah. kind of taught to approach it. And it doesn't really account for the, the fact that you're doing it in partnership with someone else. Yeah. Uh, I've never, uh, and I bought the book, but then I thought actually I'm going to get the audio book because because hearing him read it is uh, 
Something else, man. I, I've never read, heard such an honest... I mean, completely honest. Talks about sexual failure. Talks about... Undescended un- testicles. Undescended testicles. Talks openly about dr- his drug use. Um, a sexual confusion. Sexual confusion. It, it, incredibly honest about um, his alcoholism. I mean, uh, just incredible. And it, there's there's about five points. There's, no spo- there's not really spoilers. If you know Limmy, you kind of know this is what you're going to get. Um, there's about five, f- four or five points when he goes to commit suicide, yeah. when he's staring suicide in the face. And you think, geez, I've never... <clears throat> you know, as someone who's who's been in that position, I've never heard it expressed so just so brazenly. It's incredible. Tell you what I found interesting as well is because, you know, we've seen him on Twitter saying the most outrageous things and I thought it was always calculated, but he seems to have a bit of a and this is by his own reckoning, mm. bit of a compulsion to just push it. And when the coppers come round because Yeah, because he talks about it. um he talks about doing a roadblock for the Olympic torch. When the coppers come round, he cacks it. Yeah. He's, he can't, he's like, oh, but I'm really a, sorry. There's a number of times where he says the wrong thing and his yeah. girlfriend says, what are you thinking, you idiot? I identified with a lot of that, putting your, your foot in your mouth, or a lot of it. Thoroughly recommend Limmy's book, his autobiography, uh, or the audio book if you can get it. And, and uh, he has assured me that he's going to come in the studio at some point in the near future. So that's something to be terrified of. Um, anyway, this letter from Jeff Cooling. Just about the only thing that was accurate in the favourite was the Queen's name. OK, so we've had Billy Brown saying that Bo Rap's good because it's inaccurate, and now Jeff Cooling is saying, well, hang on, the favourite is inaccurate and it's bad. The plot was ludicrous, and the obscenities, including a word condemned by most of society today, must be a C-bomb. It's got to be a C-bomb. That were scattered throughout the film were a disgrace. Why is sex and obscene language considered mandatory in films and on TV? Mandatory? It's the same with the advert for a treatment for an intimate feminine issue during Coronation Street. Oh, yeah, vaginal dryness with Jenny Clare. But what does she say? She says, have you got a dry vagina? She says, talks about... But vagina's Latin for um, fanny. Yeah. That's the the medical word for your your kebab. I was taken aback by it, but that's just because we don't talk about... um, Fanny's as much as we talk about. She men's. says vagina, does she? Yeah, vaginal dryness. But vagina is clearly something that happens. Vaginas. My six-year-old knows the word vagina. He thinks it's vagina. Yeah, my China. kid thought it was a vagina. But it. But why? Why would you be upset with the word vagina? You know what? Really, he's upset about. He hasn't got one. No, what he's upset he's about them. is they are lesbians, but they're not porny lesbians, oh. pretend ones. Olivia Coleman's acceptance speech was not hilarious, as some as some have described it. Why can't actors deliver a serious speech instead of inane gibberish? Oh. She was nervous and it was her moment. She never thought she'd win an Oscar. What's this guy's be? name? Jeff Cooling. Who hurt you, Jeff? Who hurt it's you? It's time What's the that matter? the Oscars and other self-obsessed awards were condemned to the dustbin. Well, you need to. Uh, you don't need to watch the Oscars, do you? No, I don't think that's mandatory, is it? I've decided I'm not going to any more award ceremonies ever again. Okay. Unless they tell me in advance I've won. Tell me in advance I've won, I'll come. Otherwise, I'm not going. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. What are we going to do? Going to go to an awards and hang out with a bunch of uh, toss pots and just slap ourselves on the back? My reward is my salary. If this was a film, there'd be a cut forwards now to us sitting there again. <laughs> you go, why are we here? <laughs> Listen, if if they tell me I've won one and it's a good one, not a crap one, I'll go along. Of course I will. If you see me in the uh, audience for an awards ceremony, 
You know I've had the Nink. Listen, the, I'll the, go. The I week. don't mind. I, I'll, I'll, I'll go. go. I'll, What's the point? My reward, my reward is uh, my hefty salary uh-huh. that I get paid. I get paid quite well. And the knowing Working that um, uh, knowing that I'm entertaining um, not just the the plebs that listen to this, but the troops. A lot of troops listen to this. A lot of prisoners listen to this, which actually I'm not so keen on. I, I the wish devil's you guys, troops. yeah, <laughs> I, I don't mind like I don't mind like thieves and drug dealers listening, but um, nonces, you can switch off, guys. You're not welcome. This isn't for you. Uh, and armed robbers, come on, guys, really. You sound like a kind of show for armed robbers. Really? I'm joking. Everybody's what if they've got welcome. nunchucks? Everybody's, uh, everybody's welcome here. That's my reward. And working with... <coughs> working with you. Sure, if you want me to say that, just to speed things on, I'll say it. I don't mean it. That's my reward. I don't need any more. I don't need any more... I don't need. I've, I've won I, I plenty of awards. I do. I need some, I need some serious ego massaging. All right, well, go get you going. You can have my awards then. Don't want your awards. Well, uh, all right, fine. I'll keep them in the toilet, the downstairs God, toilet. I mean, that's where they are. My Sony's in the downstairs toilet. Uh, the Aria statue is on the windowsill, just because it's quite a he- hefty statue. The Gillards is in my youngest bedroom. What was the other one we won? The Nick Clark is in. Did I win something for that? There's another one. Yeah, oh, did. no, the Sony no, the Sony Awards in the, the eldest's bedroom on his windowsill. Yeah. yeah. What, what, am I gonna, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? This is the thing, he gives them to his kid before he gives them to me. You said you didn't want them? I don't think I did. My, ki- my kids, well, here's the great thing. I did give it to my kid, and then one day I heard um, he'd take a friend in there, and, he, and his friend said, what's that? He said, oh, my daddy uh, does the best breakfast show in the country. Yes, mate! That's when I did breakfast show. Oh three four 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 um from the clips of Bohemian Rhapsody, Roger's turning into a bit of a bum lick actually, but from the clips of Bohemian Rhapsody I've seen, Ian Lee just did a better Freddie than the actor who won the Oscar. I'm not even joking. Oh, I think I don't like to put it in there anymore. I want to put it up there. It's gotta be more toothy, hasn't oh, it, well, well, oh, I've got to write a song of Bohemian Rhapsody. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Don't they do a bit where he goes, Oh, I want to do a song that sounds I don't know, uh no. What's it? How's it go? Okay, uh, okay, guys. All uh, oh, right, so it's Brian. Okay, guys. Uh, so Freddie's late again. Um, we can't just sit around uh, waiting for him, wasting valuable studio time. Um, uh, th- 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 Roger, th- the other guy, get up, get up there. <laughs> the other guy, get up there. I've got an idea for a song. At, at the moment, it just goes like this. So what we need to do is, I want you to, 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 to go like this, okay? No, hang on, it doesn't okay. I want you to just go like this. I want to do a song that's a thank you to the fans and um, that they can really join in with. Um, but this is all I've got so far. And then Roger goes, I know. Why don't you go? Yeah, that works. Okay, great. Then Freddie comes in. Oh, guy. Oh, hello, guys. What are you doing? Oh, what's this? This is good. Oh, this is good. Um, I've got an idea. Um, let me see. A buddy, you're a boy. You're a big boy playing it. That's how they do it. Wow. Jesus. I'm sure that's exactly how it happens. Ten seconds to write that rubbish. <laughs> Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation, wealth losing sleep. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh uh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. 
What was the, the, the now? I found this documentary that was uh, recommended online. What did I say it was called? Faces, places. Yeah, I said it was faces, places. Has anyone seen Faces, places? So, I, I don't know why it popped up in um, kind of my. I don't even know where I, I heard it from, but it, it just suddenly I became aware of it. And uh, I've looked at it and it looks quite good. But I, well, it, no, it doesn't look good. It's got really good reviews. It's about this old. I think it's French, and it's this old woman in her eighties, old film director, and a young photographer, and they go around taking photos. Now that to me sounds like a, quite a dull movie, but it gets like seven point five on IMDb, and. Um, I was, like, Googling it, and there were loads of people saying, oh, this is a great film, it should have won an Oscar, it's, it's a stunning, stunning documentary. You've got, guys, you've got to see this. It's, 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 uh, it popped up in, um, I think it popped up in my Amazon Recommended, because I'd bought a couple of documentaries, and it was like, you might like this. You bought Spalding Grey, you might like this. But I don't know anything about it. So if anybody has seen Faces, Places, uh, if that is indeed what it's called, 0344 499 uh, Here's the thing. Uh, soap's rudest word ever. Did you see this? No. Corrie Bosses sparked a north-south rift. Now, this is where we need you, Go Catherine. On. After a character used the word... Minge bag. A minge bag. Right. What is a minge bag? Well, I've lived in the south for quite a long time, so minge to me is something else. Yeah. But minge, I think minge and like stingy are kind of interchangeable in some places. Yeah. So I'm imagining that what they're saying is tight. Yeah. Southerners were horrified at uh, what they thought was a pre-Watershed reference to women's private parts. Minge <laughs> bag, God. Imagine. Oh, no, I was going to say, that's not what that letter was complaining about. No, that was complaining about vagina. But amused Northerners were quick to point out that the term is actually slang for someone who is tight with money. Tracy McDonald, is she now? Tracy Barlow, as she, she was. She married Steve, didn't she? Did she marry him? Hey, it won't last. Called hubby Steve a minge bag. <laughs> for taking her to a curry house that had a discounted meals offer. Here's a name. So this is someone commenting on Twitter. Torian Bordeaux. But I think that's their real name. Wow. Torian Bordeaux Very wrote fancy. on Twitter, Mary Whitehouse would be spinning in her grave if she had heard Tracy McDonald saying minge bag. <laughs> Jodie Irwin wrote, Surely this isn't allowed to be said on TV. But Northerners insisted the term, believed to have originated in Liverpool, was fine to use. Merseysider Kelly Jones, 27, said, Hey, we use it all the time. I didn't realise it was weird until I spoke to a couple of people in the south. The south. What's she talking like that for? She's from Liverpool, Merseyside. Oh. We use... From Liverpool. Hey, we use it all the time. <laughs> I didn't realise it was weird until I spoke to people in the South. <laughs> You're so weird. But it does not seem to have made it to the East Midlands, where mum of three, Amy Kine, also 27, was watching in Newark. She said, I'm from Birmingham, I was quite shocked when I heard it. I just kept thinking about my nan watching it at home. I haven't dared to ask her about it. She's very old-fashioned. You dirty old man. <laughs> it is a bit, isn't it? <laughs> a Coronation Street source said... Someone's texted, stop stop scratching your head, please. Can you hear me? Can you hear no, me scratching It's his beard, actually. No, it's my beard. Deal with it. Deal with it. A Coronation a Street face. source said, the phrase minge bag is a scouse slang term for a tightwad. 
The writer is Scouse, and Steve was trying to get away with a cheap meal, so they used the term to describe him, and that actually made uh, um, that actually made the news. People are very averse to um, anything that they deem may be a reference to the female pudenda, aren't they? It's um, grow up. It's it's funny, isn't it? You can you can watch. We all popped out of one at one point. Oh God! Not everyone did actually. Weirdos didn't. Uh, well, no, Caesar. Um, Weirdo. Uh, okay, are you saying? Okay, well, let's put this to the test. Are you saying that everyone who was born by cesarean, or can you be born? I'm going to ask something that might sound silly, but I'm sure I've heard this. Can you be oh, born? Rectally. Yeah, can you be born anally? No. I'm sure you can. What do you think happens up there? Do you think we just hollow? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I'm doubling. No, no the, tu- the tube, the, tu- the the birth canal is not the same as where your poo comes out of. Okay, you've heard of colostomy bags, so yeah. it doesn't always have to follow. Yeah, that's a bypass. God, it doesn't have to always follow God's plan. Okay. Oh, you can't come out of someone's. I bum. am. I am doubling down. Well, I you'd am, have to. I. <laughs> okay. I am doubling down because I am convinced I have heard of someone being born anally. Stop it. I'm convinced... You'd have to have a bloody massive fissure or something going on. There. I am convinced that I have... I have uh, The guy that said stop scratching your head in, on Twitter has retweeted his stop scratching your head tweet. Very bossy. Come on, JSVC train. What's your problem? Uh, I'm convinced I've heard of someone being born anally. And yeah. I, will, I will... Unless someone can prove me wrong. The How onus, would they prove that? Well, Exactly. So until we we get any evidence of that, um, it's a fact. <laughs> it's uh, it's a fact. You've been mullered, not half. Um, but you're saying all people born by cesarean are what idiots? Well, perfect. weirdos. No, I, I was being something facetious. something different. Were you born by cesarean? There we go. There we go. I well, all my right. Case. Well, I'm, I'm coming down on your side now, Catherine. <laughs> yeah, Sam was born by cesarean. something. Well. Um, it is a fact that their heads are different shapes. Yeah, because they're not they're not pressurized. This is the thing. You're supposed to be squeezed by the, the I'm gonna say it by the lips. Not by the lips. It's by the birth canal, you weirdo. So I'm saying birth canal. It's not a thing. Your lips. Don't call it vagina the or birth the, canal. The time the time the lips come into play, it's all over. No, by well that that kind of parts your hair. <laughs> <laughs> that just makes you look good. No. Um Oh dear! That's the moisturiser. No, Oops. it is. It, you have to pass through the. All right, the the pelvic hole. Let's call it then. If you want to get technical, why are you getting upset about birth canal? But you'll say pelvic birth hole canal isn't a thing. Of course, it's a thing. Well, it's not a thing. Listen, oh, so that, that that tunnel is only used for birthing. No, it's not. It's used for earthing. No, you don't. No, you don't come up that far. Sorry. <laughs> I beg your pardon. You watch your language. We've got young people listening. This is a breakfast show in some parts of the world. Good morning, Hong Kong. Flipping it. Um, no. If you yeah, you to pass through the ladies' legs is um, one of the great places. No, to pass through the ladies' legs is what gives us the kind of the straightens it straightens your head out. So were you a cesarean? Because no. you've got quite a moon face. I've got an excellent shape. Okay, thing. if you're cesarean, you don't get that pleasure. There could be an argument. A pleasure. Of of having a normal face. Oh. Well, well, you don't. I mean, again, look, we look at Sam. <laughs> it, now, the, it could. <laughs> it would be worth actually. Um, it would be worth actually doing a study on people who have been C-sectioned. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Caesar the first. And it was. It wasn't Caesar the geezer, was it? It was. It was. It was. <laughs> it was one of the Julius. Uh, one Julian. Of that, one of that lot. I don't think it was Julian. I think it was his dad, Romany. Wasn't it Caesarian? Wasn't that is his name? Is no, it, his yeah. name was Caesar. No, I'm no, sh- no. His name was Caesar, I'm, and it's a Caesarian. No, I'm pretty sure. Didn't we, Cleopatra have a baby called by Caesar that was called Caesarian? Nope. Well, she might have done, but it's named it's named Caesarian after Caesar. Yeah, I know, but yeah, not Caesarian. <laughs> Caesarian is the name of the procedure. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't know where I'm getting this from. But I, anyway, yeah, one of that lot. Because there's been loads of Caesars. I wonder if on a first aid course they teach you how to do an emergency caesarean. No, I, I don't think I hope they teach you how to do that thing where you have to get a biro and shove it in someone's mm. throat, make a hole. Tracheostomy. Because I would love to do that. I'm ready to no, do that. No, you're not qualified. I am ready. All you do is you get the biro. You've got to take the ink thing out, I think. You get a biro. You hold it on their throat. Don't give so them a how-to because throat. there'll be someone trying this at home. But you just pull it up and you slow it down! And then they can breathe, save a man or a lady's life. But I would love... But who can ever find a pen? Give that one's been chewed by Ash. I don't want that anywhere near my orifice. Don't matter. You're going to die. You're going to die in five seconds. Give me your neck. <laughs> Do it like that. That's going to break. Stop it. And a caesarean, I think I could do. You just need like a very sharp knife and uh, nerves. So you need nerves, and you just slice along the old uh, uh, belly. You, you got, there's a sack inside God, you. I'm glad we know all the terms. You got there's a sack inside of you. Do you know this is true, right? Um, this is probably not true. No, by the way. This, is, this, is, this one is true. <laughs> this is another one about anal birth. I saw um, a mouse being taxidermied right, mm-hmm. for the one show when I was filming for the one show. They have all the best things. And um, this is true of all all God's creatures, all living creatures, including humans, right? You know how you taxidermy a mouse, right? You cut it open, okay? But you, you don't cut too deep. Do you know why? Because it's got a le- like a little bag in it that's got everything in There's it. There's a sack. Everything, you don't just cut open and you put your hand in. There's a sack. Like a giblet bag. Yeah, there's a sack. Everything in your body, your lungs, your kidney your liver, your heart, everything is is contained in a sack. And if you're precise enough with the old blade, you can cut them open and you can pull that sack out and not not be any blood there'd be no blood nothing like that at all there would be blood no there wouldn't there wouldn't trust me i've seen it done Your on skin a mouse would bleed before you hit the sack no 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 the, the blood is in the sack are you insane so when you cut your finger you've gone through the sack your sack isn't in your finger it's only in your carcass right, so you, you the rest of you bleeds then i'm not cutting your finger i'm cutting your body yeah, open what I'm saying is the top layer would bleed i'm cutting from tit to twat I'm, you know, I'm cutting down there <laughs> Right, now there's a word I think is more offensive to Northerners than it is to Southerners. That's where I'm cutting. Um, and uh, uh, that's how you... Everything is contained within a sack. OK, Doctor, stay away it's from true. me. It's true, honestly. It's true! It's, I don't think this first aid course is a very good idea after all. It's true. OK, well, listen, this is what happens when we don't have any calls. It gets very macabre very quickly. So I've got I, an excellent story about a very rude name. All right, well, we'll do it after after the news, Catherine. All right, if you're lucky, I'll tell you. Well, um, OK, I've got, I got a story about... I've got two stories about willies. got a story about a dwarf. Their words, not mine. And I've got a, a story about Amanda Knox. I think mine's better. 
I've got a story about a duck on wheels. Oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, duck on wheels. Okay. All this and and more. Oh, three. Oh, we're getting loads of people. um, There we go. Look, Graham. Both my boys were born by cesarean section because my wife had a bicornate uterus. Show off. Uh, both have very nice heads, thankfully. Okay, well, that's... Well, that's, you would think that. Yes. Um, and everyone's saying their, their children's heads are yeah, everyone, normal, but they their won't be. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Please, for the love of all that is holy, call in and save us from ourselves. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Okay, Double N has uh, uh, texted us. I don't know how you do that. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Birth. Oh, where's it gone? Where's it gone? Birth through the anal canal has happened to at least 72 women. Thank you very much. I rest my case. Is that a doctor? I rest my case. It happens. It, it can happen. Good evening, dear listener. Light on the phone, so we're talking about having babies through the bum. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you just, did this. Let's you... just hope the new bosses aren't, aren't listening. <laughs> Um, if you want to give us a call, uh, what have we talked about that they can call in about? Uh, Swearing at cops, first bo- aid. Bow rap. Bow rap. Anything else that we've talked about? We'll talk about other stuff. Anyway, you know the score. Uh, we'll sit here and talk about stuff. I'm Ian Lee. She's Catherine Boyle. We will sit and chat about stuff. You are welcome to call in about those things. Or you can call in about anything you want. Anything you fancy will get on the show. It can be a big news story. It can be a small news story. Um... It can be something that happened to you today. Uh, it can be a, f- a good film you saw. You've got a movie recommendation you want to recommend if you want to defend Bo Rap. W- welcome to the Lion's Den um, because it, I, it's going to be a tough one to defend. Excuse me, to defend that. Um, 0344 499 I'm not firing in all cylinders, but you don't care about that. You've had enough of me whinging for crying out loud. Get on with it. Man up, Snowflake. Um, Kath had a good story that she was going to tell us about. Beautician under fire for rude business name, but she doesn't see a problem. When setting up your own business, there are many things you have to consider, from how you fit into the current market to what your budget might be. But one of the most important things you need to think about when you're going to call is what you're going to call your brand. As we all know, how important those first impressions are. One woman thought she'd come up with the perfect name for her new nail salon. But since setting up her business in Perkins Township, Ohio, there's been a string of complaints. Oh, here we go. What's it going to be? After much consideration, Dawn Moon decided to call her new venture Handjobs. Golly gosh. That's not a word you hear. Katie says that the the chat before the uh, the the news was uh, was a little bit disconcerting. Hopefully, Handjobs are more up your street, Katie. (laughs) That's not a word you hear very often is it i mean i'm not probably not say that for 30 years hand job hand job hand i mean job. i'm hearing it a lot now okay no, i'm just uh, just getting feeling it on my tongue hand job okay go on according to abc what, are, what kind of shop is it nails manicure nails oh nails and spa. that's that's i like that i like that According to ABC 13, this is in the mirror, by the way, she settled on the name because it was memorable and easy to pronounce. It certainly is memorable. She said, if you go in and get your nose done, it's called a nose job, right? Well, you come in and get your hands done, so it's a hand job. Beautiful. 
As well as having a sign on the front of the business featuring the name, staff members also wear uniforms featuring the words handjob professional. On oh, them. I want a pink tabard that says handjob professional, please. <laughs> please. And Moon says customers absolutely love the name. I yep. bet they do. Yep. But local zoning director Megan Serlin oh, says... Oh, that's the council. Yeah, not everyone is as keen. She claims the word handjob which is also commonly used as a slang term for masturbation, what? has sparked a number of complaints. No. Zoning rules state that store signs should not be as obscene or indecent, and it's currently being debated whether Dawn's business name falls into that category. Are they having category. a masturbate? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Serland explained, We have no stance on it other than we have to take into consideration the entire feel and community of Perkins Township. A decision about the business is expected to be made by the end of the week. Moon has said she'll fight plans to change the name if that's the outcome. Right, I haven't got a computer in front of me. She get should their, call it Brilliant Handjobs. Get their phone number. We'll phone them up now. We'll phone, we'll phone them up. I haven't, I haven't got a computer in front of me, so I cannot Google it. Oh, all right, let's have a look. Um, you have a little look. Let's let's phone these guys. Who's, what's the name of the lady? Dawn Moon. <clears throat> Dawn Moon. Perkins, Ohio... Manicure, because I don't want to just put. I just don't want to Google hand jobs. No, 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 no. Cure spa hand. While you're jobs. while you're googling that, I'm gonna have a quick chat with Joan. Evening, Joan. Evening, love. Um, just two things for for your notification. Yeah. Uh, my neighbour had a, a, a daughter who was totally deaf, and they took her to London. Yeah. And she put head through the railing in Buckingham Palace. No! That actually <laughs> happened! She panicked. She tried to push her head back, you know, through the railings. Yes. So the two guards, one went inside the railings and tried to calm her down. Yeah. And the other one went outside the railings. And when they calmed her down, they turned her over to face the sky and put her head back through. <laughs> How old was she? It's her ears that stopped them. How old was she? Uh, about 10, I think. Oh, 10. Oh, that's quite old to be sticking your head through railings. Oh, yeah. that's fantastic. Um, they didn't get any butter out or anything. Pardon? They didn't get any butter out to put the butter on her ears. Oh, there's no need. It's your ears that stopped me. In. It was her ears. Oh, well, this is why... You, you, and another thing, um, the other week, uh, some school had been teaching the children at first aid. Yeah. And this 10-year-old boy saved his, his father's life. Oh, yeah, go on. Yeah. Oh, well. Nine, 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 and then he started uh, chest, his, his chest on the chest the compressions. Wow. Had, had, do you know if had the boy been trained or was he had he just seen it on the TV? No, it was news on the television. They were teaching him at school. Oh, he learnt at school. Well, you go and do first aid, Ian. Yeah, I'm going to. Here's the thing: when it's staring you in the face, right? Um. I just froze. I mean, I, I, I just, I just froze. Just froze. I mean, I was, I was holding hands and talking, um, and luckily there was someone who knew exactly what to do and just got straight down to it. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I didn't have a clue. And I, I, if you know, God, hopefully I'll never be in that situation again. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I witnessed a miracle the other day, and I want to be able to perform that miracle. But hopefully, I won't ever need to. But. Would you know what to do in, a, in an emergency? Would you know what to do in an emergency like that, Joan? No, I can't see very much. Oh God, blimey! Oh blimey! <laughs> All right. Well, you listen. Know, I'm going to tell you about Halifax. Go on. 
Oh, yes. No, you were. I know I know exactly who you are, Joan. We're big fans of yours. There's a peace garden outside Halifax so you can sit and look at the building. Are you, is your, are you phoning us on an old tin can with a piece of string tonight? It's very, very <laughs> muffled. <laughs> no. Right, we're going to have a GoFundMe and we're going to get you a decent phone. Hey, Joan, thanks very much for that. Take care, my love. That was very interesting. We love your calls, Joan. Thank you very much indeed. Giselle, stay there. Because <coughs> we're gonna f- we're gonna see if we can get a hand job. Hang on. Professional. Professional. Uh, five, one, five, one, four, four, six. Here we go. Ohio, United States. <coughs> They're gonna close in fifty-five minutes. <coughs> no. I, I, I won't keep Hand jobs now. Bye. How can I help you? Sorry, what's the name of your establishment? <laughs> Hand jobs. Hey! Nope. Is, is that, that's not Dawn, is it? Uh, no, this is Amanda. Hey, Amanda. My name's Ian. I'm with my friend Catherine. Hello. We're, we're on um, talk radio in the UK at the moment. Um, uh-huh. And we just read the story about your amazing nail bar. And um, we just yeah. wanted to phone up and say congratulations. That's the best name ever. Oh, thank you. It, the, the council, the, the, the zoning people, they're not really considering changing it, are they? Uh, no, we actually got um, yes. notice on Friday that we can keep it. Yes! <laughs> this is a victory for common sense and, of course, a victory for hand jobs. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, how serious? Because it's a, it's a brilliant, brilliant name. It, it, it Was it um, Dawn that came up with the name? Yes, actually, she um, had thought of it up like 10 years ago. Um, <laughs> it's something that she had always wanted to name her salon. Yeah. And she actually, uh, when we went to apply for the license with the state cosmetology board, she actually applied under a completely different name. Yeah. And then for the next several days, really regretted it. So she called them and was like, can I change the name? And they were like, you know, you have to go through this whole process and you have to pay for a new license, blah, blah, blah. He was like... So, can I just ask what you want to change the name to? And when she told him, he about fell out of his chair laughing. <laughs> like, you know what? I'll just send you a new license right now. Don't worry about it. We wow. got it. <laughs> like, um, he just loved it. So. And has anybody has anybody complained? No. I mean, we have had some people that say they don't like it, but I've never had somebody just flat out be rude about it. Yeah. And how's business going? Are you getting plenty of business? We are. Um, due to some unfortunate circumstances, I'm the only one here right now. Oh. But, yeah. Oh, gosh, I hope, I hope everyone's all right. Um, yes, one girl's on vacation, another one did have a death in the family. Oh, I'm so, so sorry. Kinda, well, yeah. listen, we, 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 we are in London, so your story has, um, has gone all around the world. That, I mean, it shows that, you know, coming yeah. up with a clever name really works. It does. Hey, could you do me a favour? What, what a better advertisement? One, do, do me one one favour, then we'll let you get on with your work. Because if it's just you, you must be busy. Could you just could you just answer the phone again and give us that line one more time? Absolutely. Go on, just just say it for us one more time. Hand jobs, nails, and spa. Uh, it's so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much for being such a good sport. Thank Enjoy the rest you. of your day. You too, hon. Take care. Bye bye. There we go. America, the best, the best service industry in the world, huh? What a lovely lady. She called me hun. I like that. I like being called hun. That was good. You're welcome. <laughs> well done. Oh, the pen just uh, flew out. Well done, Catherine. That was uh, 
That was great. So childish. <laughs> Didn't that used to be, when we worked in Luton, <clears throat> wasn't there a big deal about <clears throat> hand valeting service? I called hand jobs. Don't know. I'm sure they got told. It's, off. it's just been saying it in Luton. It's, it's sleazy. And jobs. Yeah, and jobs. And jobs a father. Um, in in Ohio, in Perkins, Ohio, it's, it's a little bit classy. Professional hand jobs. Professional. <laughs> uh, what a lovely lady. Thank you for that. Oh three, uh, Giselle, stay there. We'll come to you uh, in a minute. Probably best we we uh, rinse our mouths out with the uh, deal before uh, <laughs> we, we we move on after the hand jobs. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is the late night alternative on Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Right, let's go to Giselle. Good evening, Giselle. Hi, hon. Oi! I like... I like... Listen, I know it's not um, fashionable, but I do like um, older women um, giving me terms of endearment. You know, like hun, sweetie... Uh, sausage. That- um, sausage is a. I think only my mum can call me sausage. Treacle. Um, treacle, I like. Yeah, and and I, I'm an excellent judge of when it is appropriate to to call an older woman love. It's not always appropriate. No. Um, but sometimes you just get a vibe off an older woman. And when I say older, I mean like you know seventies, eighties. You just get a vibe, and I've never been wrong yet. Where you can go, you sure you're all right with that love? And uh, and their faces light up. Okay. Oh, it's, it's a but gift. you've got to be careful because that term has also been used to uh, no. diminish women over the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. But, All right, love. Yeah, but I All don't. All right, love. Calm I, down. I don't do it like that, sweetheart. I do it. So, I know. Ex- I know exactly when to use it. I don't use it in a diminishing term. No, of course you don't. I know exactly when and with whom to use it. You get a vibe. You get a vibe from an older lady that you're right, love. That where they and they they glow. They glow when you say it to them. Yes, Giselle. Uh, two things. Yes. So trauma is rubbish. We both know trauma is rubbish trauma from sucks. other experiences of trauma. Yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, the CPR and safety stuff, they actually um, they teach kids in school now. When I was oh. in uh, last year of primary school, they, they teach you stuff. They teach you basic first aid leading up to CPR. So I imagine with a situation like that, it probably go towards kind of thinking, you know, well, how do other people that are close to me? Will, will they learn this and stuff? And in oh, in that case, you're saying don't don't bother. Let the kids do it. <laughs> are you? Well, you can't do it on yourself if something happened to you. So. <laughs> Oh yeah, no, you couldn't, could you? I suppose, uh, I suppose not. Um, yeah, uh, it's something. It's something I need to do. I'm gonna tomorrow. I'm gonna find a course. I'm gonna do. It. But they teach it in schools, do they? Okay, well that's that's good to yeah. know. That's good to know. Yeah. So they they teach you. They start off with. Uh, if if my memory serves me correctly, they start off with. Um, breathing and and the recovery position yep. you cover things such as serious bleeding and how to hold the arm up high raised any any injury uh you cover choking hazard perception um, and what to do in an emergency so you cover um dangers asking for help um and then sort of all the abcs in in kind of emergency uh situations so yeah. even though you know it's not as as in-depth uh, they don't cover, or they didn't when I was at school. They didn't cover burns and things, but as you might in your if you pay for a course. But um, certainly gives you the very principles of what to do, uh, including you know how to call for an ambulance and things like that. And even though some children, I think think parents can pull them out if if they feel that the child can't um, process that just yet. But um, 
it, it kind of teaches them basic, um, you, you know, principles for, for the rest of their lives. You know, I've never forgotten. And you get a certificate. So, um, you know, kids, kids, you know, pick stuff so up what well. Par- and, and what parent do- would p- pull their kid out of a first aid course? I think, um, I, I don't know about first aid, but when we, we learnt about other things, you learnt about... Um, say electric wires don't go near electric wires in the street because they've got dangers of death written on them and we had one kid i remember in school who was severely upset because they show like you know much like on casualty sort of thing type yeah. of accident like oh. an acting scenario and some some children get very distressed so but he was taken out and unfortunately that kid's now dead <laughs> he, he yeah. died of electricity yeah. electric um, go on what was the other thing, thing yes I wanted to say, um was uh I met a shaman after, like, on the weekend after we were talking about tarot. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Is yes. a shaman the same as a shaman? Yes. Are they? Is that? Is that? Is, are they both oh, acceptable? Here we go again. No, come on now. Leave Mister C out of this. Are they? Are they both acceptable pronunciations? Shaman, shaman. Are they? I think are so. Hmm. Okay. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll take we'll take calls straight to air. The first five calls. This is what we'll do, Sam. You relax. Next five calls straight to air. Yeah, like we're going to get five calls straight to air on a quiet night like this. Uh, just phone up and you say shaman, shaman, and at the end of the five calls, we will tally up and we'll see which is the uh, official pronunciation of the word for the late night alternative. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. All we need is five calls straight to air, guys. While we're on the phone to Giselle, and at the end of that call, we will know whether it's shaman or shaman. It's as simple as. You carry on, Giselle, and we'll wait for the phones to go a billio. Uh, so, so I met a shaman shaman, yes. and we ended up talking about tarot cards, which I think was very weird, considering I've sort of put that into the universe a couple yeah. of times over the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, it led me to kind of think about my uses of uh, uh, time, I suppose. Not that time's a man makes strain anyway, but the, the point is what I kind of do in my, my downtime and, and social media being one thing, but I'll gloss over that for now. The other thing being television. Yeah. Um, you know, and you've been talking about films and stuff, but I'm just thinking, like, what is the point in television? Because you get television, you know, people saying it ha- hammers things. Let me just hold you there for one second. Line two, shaman or shaman? Bagger shaman. Okay, thank you, shaman. We got a shaman. Okay, shut up, G. Okay, um, shaman. <laughs> shaman. It's one. One nil. Okay, not that this is a competition, but I am winning. So yes, go on. TV's pointless, and you seen that ITV and BBC are getting together to to make something that rivals Netflix called BritBox. Jesus, that sounds crap. Yeah, let's watch um, Keeping Up Appearances and old episodes of French Fields, which I did watch an episode of French Fields the other day, and it's quite good. But what a load of old crap! Yeah. So, oh, hang on a second. Hang on. Sorry. Line line three. Shaman or shaman? Shaman, I ain't got a clue. Thank you very much. Shaman, so that's 2-0. Let me just try uh, this one, line four. Shaman or shaman? Unacceptable! OK, right, don't, OK. D- don't know what that was. Line uh, five, shaman or shaman? Well, according to Charlie Jordan, who is one, it's shaman. Uh, OK, N- no idea who Charlie Jordan is, but I respect that opinion. It's 3-0. Let's go to line six. Line six, shaman or shaman? Minge bag. Okay, well that's offensive. Well, it isn't actually, is it? No, it's tight. Uh, so it's, it's I'll, I'll give that one as a shaman. So it's three. Oh god, here we go. Now they go. Uh, yes, line seven. Shaman or shaman? Shaman. Thank you very much indeed. It's shaman Holmes. Four. Oh, okay. Four. Uh, four. One. We just need one more call, guys. Uh, first one to five. Yeah, line seven. Shaman or shaman? 
shaman all the way, baby. Thank you very much indeed. That's five, and we've got one more call. Make this the last one. Line eight, shaman or shaman? Shaman. Thank you very much indeed. It's six, it's six one, and even one of them was saying minge bag. So uh, it's it's shaman, Giselle. You have to change your um. Yep. You have to change your pronunciation. Consider myself. Uh, consider my, myself um, learned. Charmed. <laughs> Go on. Well, hang on. Where were we? So TV's pointy. Yeah, yes, we know that. It's rubbish. Yeah, it's just kind of like... It's not very conscious, is it? And it's just like, you know, what do you do with the rest of your time? And I suppose if I thought about every time, you know, you go to watch TV, you could be meditating or you could be oh. talking in real life. You know Hang I mean? on. What? Let's not be miserable what? sods about it. It's a nice bit of escapism. If used in the right way, it's no. just as good as reading a, no, bo- a book. Yes, it is. It's, no, what it's, you it's rubbish. Catherine? You've been around my house and we've suddenly two and a half hours has gone because gone, we've watched like five episodes yeah. of Four in a Bed. But sometimes you need a bit of mental chewing no, gum. There's nothing wrong with no. that. Uh, yeah, once in a while, yeah. but I think that I use it. I know that you've used it. Just You just waste your life. Mm. It's, it's, it's shit. Who cares about um, uh, Damon Grant? Up, up, what's he called it? Upscaling, upskirting. What's that thing? Oh, you I get... don't know. That thing you like, where yeah. they buy a load of crap you... and paint it purple. Yeah, what do they call that, Giselle? When you buy rubbish and you, you upskirt it, you make up-cycling. it... Upcycling. Damon Grant from Brookside, upcycling. What is that about? I don't know, but we watched it a lot. Yeah, exactly. So it's pointless. Yeah, okay. There's a few gems on there. You'll get a, a, a great documentary once every six months. Maybe there'll be a. But generally, TV is rubbish. Nah. It taught me a lot as a kid. There weren't the options back then. I think you're being snobbish. Well, that's killed the conversation. Yeah, I think you're being snobbish. No, you've killed the conversation. Yeah, well, good. Okay. I've silenced you. That's why you know. Anything right. else, Giselle? No, that was everything. Thank you. Bye, Th- Treasure. Thanks so much. Tutty, tutty bye, Treasure. Tutty bye. No, TV's rubbish. It's rubbish. It's, it's all rubbish. Everything is rubbish. Uh, everything is rubbish. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Do we do the quarter past break? Oh, let's do the ads now then. The trail. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Can I ask you a question, dear listener? So I've read about this thing, and I'm wondering if it's the same as the killer clowns, in that it's not actually a thing. Um, and lo- I, loads of people have I've seen loads of stories. Yeah, well, it, 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 someone killed themselves in Canada because of its ah five kids in Germany killed themselves because of the, the Momo challenge. Have you heard of this? I've only heard the words. Right. Okay. So uh, on on this game Roblox, where which is like a a, a user designed basically, if you, you use it and you can build loads of different games, and there's like hundreds of games in there, and some of them are rubbish, and some of them are great, and my kids love it, right? But they play it on the Xbox, where it's slightly harder to communicate with other people. Okay, if you can play it on the computer, and anyway. and <clears throat> in one of the games, there's a character called Momo, who is the girl from the Japanese horror movie The Ring. Ah. She's the girl that crawls out of the well. That's Momo, right? So Momo pops up in a couple of games. And uh, well, some of these games have got what they call jump scares, where you're kind of going along, going, whoa, Jesus, what was that? Right? Just something will pop out. And, and, and that's it. But then I've seen a, a, a couple of stories where people have mentioned, stay there, Rory, I'll come to you in a second, a thing called the Momo Challenge, right? Apparently it's advertised on YouTube. And... I don't quite know how it works, but basically, you get chatting to someone, and I don't know why it would be advertised on YouTube. That That's one of the many bits that confuses me and makes me think, 
that maybe it's killer clowns all over again. Killer clowns, you know, we were told there was an influx of killer clowns. Actually, there may have been one, and that's being generous. There is no video evidence. All the video evidence they had was actually from movies and stuff like that. There's no video evidence to support that there were clowns going around the UK uh, scaring the crap out of people. And yet my kid was terrified by this talk about The killer clowns thing was, was hype. It was hype, hype baby. And I, I, and so there are adverts on YouTube for this Momo challenge, which makes confusion. But basically, you, you, you go in, I, as far as I've got it, and if anyone knows better, 0344 499 1000. Please don't, I, I know my Twitter is reactivated. The only reason I've reactivated my Twitter was so I could get a DM to Limmy. And, it, it, and um, once we've kind of sorted out a date, it's going again right and I've, i know i've done a couple of tweets but it's been a strange couple of days so so please don't tweet me do call in 0344 499 if you know more about this than i um but so you go into a game and then do you talk privately to another human being and they tell you to like kill your brother or to kill yourself or something or something or something okay i i, I just kind of glimpsed a couple of stories and I'm wondering if it's real. I've not spoken to my boys, actually. I've not spoken to them all week, because, again, cause, you know, it's been a weird old week. Um, and uh, But when I when I speak to them next week, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to ask them, have you heard of the Momo Challenge? No? Okay, fine. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, uh, I don't really want to introduce it into them if they haven't. But you, you're kind of supposed to do it. It's like, it's, it's like a secret. You're told to keep it secret from your mum and dad. And uh, it's like online bullying. But I don't... I. I you know, it's all very well and good saying, well, a, well, a, a kid in Australia killed themselves because of it. But did they? Did they really? Is, 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 did they really? Or is that just a line that's got out and it, it, somehow it's become a thing and now it's in a news story and because it's in a news story, we, we believe it, we automatically buy the fact that a, a kid killed themselves in Australia. And, and If the kid killed themselves, was it because of this? Or was it just something else? What? I don't know. So if anybody knows anything, it's like the Slender Man. You know the Slender Man, mm. which was supposed to be a thing that was causing kids to kill themselves or to harm themselves. And it was this, like, cartoon character that, that sort of popped up in... I don't even know what it popped up in. I don't I don't really know. So if anybody knows um, about the Momo Challenge, and not just, oh, I, well, I, well, actually, um, a friend of a friend of mine, well, actually, a friend of a friend of my cousin on Facebook sent me a, a post. I hate those posts on fa- Facebook. Repost this if you care about your kids. Yeah, you know what? No, because it's bullshine. Did you know? Did you know Facebook can hack your email? All you need to do to stop them doing this is change your password to 123 password. Jesus, all right, guys. Yeah, do you remember Chain Letters? It's that now, isn't it? Uh, Chain Letters, that was a game show, wasn't it? Ch-ch-ch-chain Letters. Who used to host that? um, Steve Jones. Um, Yes, if if anybody knows about the Momo Challenge, because I'm not buying it. I'm not... They advertise on YouTube? What the heck? It doesn't make sense to me. But then again, I am a very, very old man who is um, uh, completely out of touch with the world. So if anyone knows, please... Um, phone up now to save the children. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Rory's in Northern Ireland, of all places. Good evening, Rory. Ian, how are you doing? You okay? Oh, I'm fine. Are you drunk? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're coming to Northern Ireland. Um, I can't remember when, and the tickets aren't on sale yet. But you better be there. 
Oh, I'm going to be there. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. I was, I saw you in January last year in the black box. Yeah, that's what we're going to be in the black box. Um, yeah, the black you... box again in July, I think it is. Do you remember the girls were there and they had seen you on Celebrity and then you realised they were there and then you had to stop swearing? Um, oh, the young girls, yeah. Kids. Yeah. Actual kids. Yes. Actual, 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 actual children. children come along yeah. to see the nice the nice mental health Aww. guy and he said they got this sweary idiot. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's life. Such is no, such is life. Really, that was it was really good. They loved it. Kids know more swear words than we do. Minge bag. Mm. What he got uh, for his big raw? Um. Yeah. Um. Do you know? Do you listen to podcasts? I listen to a few, but not too many. But lots of people listen listen to podcasts, and yes. I don't know why they listen to podcasts because I can't listen to podcasts. I would rather have live radio from you and Cass. And but we're not on all the time. Well, well that's, um, that, that's six hours of the day. What are you going to do for the other t- t- 22 hours? Um, I don't know, because oh. I'm going to boycott Global Radio because of what they're doing. You're going to bo- boycott what radio? Global Radio. Global oh, Tech. they're taking over. They're getting rid of um, all local of the breakfast. local breakfast shows and um, just, yeah. just, just getting, like, Ronan, Roman Kemp and all just the same... London centric breakfast shows. Nice work, guys. Putting about three hundred people out of work. Excellent yeah. stuff, Global. But it's a, this is the beginning, and do you know what it's going to end up as? That episode of Black Mirror, where the okay. guy was on the talent show, and all the people in the audience were avatars, and then they had the judges. I've never seen. I've seen one Black Mirror, and I didn't like it. That that one is an early one, and it was kind of less advanced than the other ones with the punishment in them but um this one is this one was quite um I don't quite great. get black mirror I saw one where a lady it was everything was rated and she had to she wanted to get mm. like a nice job or a nice house or something but she had to get her popularity rating up and I was like 5 the minutes woman. into it I'm thinking I, yeah, okay, I got it. Okay, she, she'll either get it and be dissatisfied, or she won't. I, I get it. She's got to get her. Okay, yeah. right. Here's the, the, the see you approaching Black Mirror at that point is like people approaching Alan Partridge from what was on on Monday night. Come on, you mean you can't just dip into Black Mirror? There's no narrative. Um, I didn't see Alan Partridge. Was it funny? No, it wasn't funny. No. Was, was it not? I thought they were bits. No, it was very bad. Oh, my God. The Guardian put out a five-star review, and then they got so much hate for that that they had to publish all the hate. Hang on, you saw it, Cass? Yeah, I thought it was all right. It's but Alan Partridge. Was it all right, or was it funny? Was it really was, funny? There were yeah. some funny bits. But it wasn't consistent. I don't find Alan Partridge rip-roaring oh, anyway. Okay, I, th- I love Alan Partridge. Meh. Okay, right. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to be the arbiter of this. I might have to leave the room for half an hour and go and watch it and then come back and tell you, uh, give you my, my view on it. Do you like Alan Partridge, Rory? I, I think <laughs> of Alan Partridge phrases from the 90s every single day. Yeah. I love Alan Partridge. OK, but you didn't dig this. I, it was appalling. Oh, wow. Wow, it was appalling, yeah. OK, well, if anyone else would like to phone in and um, either uh, agree with or disagree with the big roar from the N.I., um, then let us know oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You've you've t- everyone was raving about it. No, it's no good. Okay, but you're drunk and, and maudlin. I, you've got that kind of miserable. 
tone in your voice that, that kind of says to me that you wouldn't like anything. Yeah, but what happened was I was I was going to drink earlier at like four o'clock, but I decided to get on the train instead and then go for a cycle. You, you can drink on a train. You can drink on a bike. What are you I talking can't about? on trains in Northern Ireland, sorry. Can, can you not? No, they'll stop you. You had to hide the drink in a bottle. No, that's outrageous. Mm, exactly. That's supposed to be part of the United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you want abortion and gay marriage as well? Well... Don't come here. Okay. Well, hang on a minute. I thought abortion and gay marriage were 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 getting got the thumbs up there. No, they. That's the, the defining characteristic of Northern Ireland that it does not have. No, I thought you had a vote, and that they they were all um, for abortion. No, in the southern counties of Ireland that were divided from Ireland in 1921, they had a vote, and we <laughs> have. In 1921, you guys were divided. Right, OK. Oh, I thought that that had, um, that had happened. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, jeez. We're aligned with you losers. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but please don't um, align yourself with the DUP and think that the DUP are off. Well, they think that they think the world is 3,000 years old mm-hmm. and that dinosaurs yeah. are a myth. Yeah. I think we need proportional representation. That's what we need. Okay. Well, now we're getting a little bit heavy. Yeah, this is getting to be like the end of the day at the pub. Jesus. Mm. Are you going to drink more tonight? Oh, God. um, No, I think I'll go to bed now. You can drink in bed. You're allowed to drink in bed in Northern Ireland, aren't you? (laughs) They're not going to take that away. No, they won't. Okay, we can literally hear you melting on the line there, Robert. So we'll say... I'll say goodnight. I thought they... No, I know... I love the fact that... No, that was the southern states, which we separated from in 1921. Went straight into that. I made the mistake... I had to get a cab today. I hadn't, I hadn't left the house since Monday. I'd been in bed for 40 hours. 40 hours. It was, it was horrendous. Just listening to the radio. I had to get a cab to go and get a hire car. And uh, this guy was very, very jolly. And was not in the mood for jolly. Oh, you having a good day? And I just went, I've had better. Oh, I'm pleased to hear it. He wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, what's happening in the world today? And I said, mate, I, do you know what? I've had a headache all day. I've not I've not listened to the news. I don't know what's going on. He said, oh, OK. And then I was obviously wanted to talk. And he was, he, he, I suspected he was of Pakistani origin or Indian. I, I was kind of erring 70% Pakistani, 30% Indian. So I said, well, your lot are up to no good. You're all threatening to bomb each other. It's going nuclear over there. And, um, boy, that was a mistake. Because then for the 15-minute journey, I got a very biased Pakistani uh, account of the Kashmir situation. Very biased. Um, It's all India's fault. They sent in 700,000 troops into Kashmir... They that um, uh, terrorist bombing was uh, funded by the Indian government. I mean, where where would they? It was Indian explosives they used to kill the forty troops. I mean, it's suspicious how they got the explosives through so much checkpoints. But it was Indian explosive. Fifteen minutes. I'm thinking, I don't give a stuff. And I know that if you had been an Indian cab driver, I'd be getting how it's all Imran Khan's. I like the way he said Imran Khan. They say Khan instead of Khan. Um, but I was thinking, if it had been an Indian driver, I'd be getting 15 minutes of the exact opposite of, of this. I am tempted. I know we haven't got particularly strong uh, Indian-Pakistani listenership, but I am tempted just to do an hour of it and just let them go at each other. Because it is... Uh, you, you, you get 
I thought it was really interesting, actually. I did, I did think it was interesting how one-sided it was. And I don't know who's right or who's wrong. I don't know. I'm not kind of, you know, putting my money on either side. But I just know that, that this was a very, very biased. Pakistan was completely in the right. Pakistan have done nothing wrong whatsoever. It's all Indian. And if it had been Indian driver, it would have been exactly so. Pakistan, you know, Indian or a, 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 India is completely right. Pakistan have got these terrorist training grounds and uh, they shot these... And I just think, well, I wonder how um, much we're like that. British people are like that when it comes to things like um, the Russians, you know, or or Europe, or, or maybe not Europe, maybe let me take that back. But the Russians is probably the, the best thing, the Novichok and, and the Russian involvement in all the things. How um, many British will blindly... Again, Russia's not a great example because the far right have been infiltrated. Anyway, maybe I'm doing it there. I don't know. But but um, but unconscious nationalistic bias is what I was, was fascinated by and I just wondered how it affected us. If you are, I would love to get a Pakistani to go head-to-head with an Indian. Don't want any more than one each, please, but I want to, I would love, I would love the last hour just to be... Um, uh, um, Imran and I'm um, trying to th- and, and Gurdeep just going head to head an hour, and at the end of the hour, we will have established once and for all who is at fault more the Indians or the Pakistanis. So, if you're an Indian, if you're a Pakistani, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. We've got Jerry, we've got Simon. This is Talk Radio, the late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's a phone-in show where you can call in about anything you want. Let's go to Jerry. Good evening, Jerry. Peace and love, peace and love, Mister Lee. Peace and love, Jerry. I'm doing my biggest problem at the moment. Not Brexit. My problem is Bendy's chores. Can't plastic chores. Can't can't get me right. It's pain. Can't take my tablets very well. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be using plastic straws. They're ca- can't, they're you can't use people to just take bends. I couldn't care less. You, you just because <laughs> you want milkshakes, you are killing the planet. You I'm are. Not. You are killing the planet. Be very selfish. Think about my kids. Yeah, so no more bendy straws. Can you for this not idiot. get like a reusable straw that you can, can keep? Can you not get one of those? Me- you can get metal straws. Metal you know, straws. Get a metal straw. They taste of metal, apparently, very metallic. They don't taste of metal. What do you mean they taste of... Yeah. They taste... You said... But, oh, what, you saying that plastic straws taste of plastic? Paper straws taste of paper? What are you talking about? The straws don't taste of anything. Hey, we were... We were... Because um, we're bored, right? I was watching yeah. um, on Netflix the American Dragon's Den, which is called um, Shark Tank, right? And um, these um, entrepreneurial young women had invented um, cups, glasses that you could eat. So you would eat, you would have like your your smoothie in it, your milkshake, and oh. then you'd eat it. And it was like vanilla flavor glass, and there was like mango and lime flavor. They looked delicious. Nice. I've got a question for Gaff. Go on. Did she really the poor woman? To Jogging Stan, who's on Granada Television by Anthony H. Wilson presents his Flying Start. There's a forum to Jogging Stan. Flying Start? And what, did Anthony H. Wilson give them money? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Anthony H. Wilson, Tony Wilson. Mr. Manchester gave money to start, isn't he? Yeah. And it was just like, just like Jogging Stan. 
but it was Anthony H. Wilson. Did he give them money or did he give them hand jobs? Money. <laughs> he didn't money, I think. I'm sure he did. But I bet it would have been like 25 knicker or something. Not much, name Anthony. Not well, much. Tony Wilson was notoriously bad at business, wasn't he? Yeah, he's ever business. He had businesses, but he would throw a lot more money into them than was necessary because he enjoyed making a, a, an artistic didn't, product, didn't um, he? Didn't they do... Wasn't there a Dragon's Den spin-off? Where was there was another there was another Dragon's Den. Shut up shut up for a minute, mate. Sorry, shut up. You're talking rubbish. There was a spin-off of Dragon's Den where it was either it was either like kids or it wasn't the dragon it wasn't the main dragons. It was like different people. Um, what was it? Someone, someone will know, but uh, the idiots that are calling in tonight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Favourite invention. Favourite invention. Sorry. Dragon's Den is rubbish now. I don't watch it now, but I've just started no, season seven of Shark no, Tank. It is flipping. My favourite invention is the Wee Wee Balls. Who what? The Wee Wee Balls. You sing them and we don't. Wee Wee Balls. Stop saying Wee Wee Balls, man. You yeah. sound like a, a deviant. Sing them and we don't. Right, I'm going to cut thank you off because you just keep. Thank you. Take care, both of you. Take care, bye. Up your bum. Did he say stick them down your drawers and wee on them? There was I don't know about wee wee balls, but the she wee was on, was on dragons. Right, then. yeah. That was like se- series well, one. My series dad treated one. my mum to one of them. Well, he's, he's a romantic gentleman. Man. <laughs> they have a very successful um, physical relationship, so that's good news. Um, but Shark Tank, but in. in bizar- we watched two episodes, but bizarrely in episode one, Ashton Kutcher was there. Yeah. And he invested $100,000 in something. How much money has that guy got? It was insane. Did he invest... Who invested... Someone invested, like, $200,000 in hummus. <laughs> they did. In hummus. They did. What was, was it called? Dang... Dang it hummus. Oh, oh, oh dang's hummus. Oh, dang hummus. Uh, in hummus. The irony, of course, is Theo Pafitis invented hummus. Yeah, of course he did. Um, so that's my new jam at the moment, Shark Tank. I mean, when you really... It's so bored, and you don't want to talk to anyone in the office, so you keep going, oh, I'm really sorry about the car crash. Oh, jeez. Uh, I know they mean well, but oh, jeez. Um, uh, so you, I, I had headphones on and was watching Shark Tank, and it was great. It was great because they've got one on there, and they haven't had this on Dragon's Den for a long... I don't think they've ever had it on Dragon's Den. One who's an absolute arsehole. They've never had that on Dragon's Den. Um... I think Bannertime was supposed to be that, but never oh, quite Oh, he was got lovable. There. He was a lovable yeah, Scottish Yeah, he was supposed rogue. to be hard, wasn't he, though? He was just a bit grumpy. That yeah. was all. That was it. But there's one on the Shark Tank. Mr. Uh, Wonderful. Yeah, the guy who looks like... Who does he look like? Do- uh, Dr. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil without the tash. He, he's an a-hole. He's an A-man. He and talks he's so over obnoxious. everyone, doesn't he? And Kutcher called him out for belittling people, which yeah. I thought was uh, was good. Um, 0344 499 1000. Good evening, Simon. Hello, mate. You all right? I'm all right, thank you, Simon. What have you got for us tonight, please? Hi, Cass. Yep. Um, Jarth, um Partridge. Yep. Yeah, I thought it was extremely funny. Okay. But I think the I get the concept, but I think it's the concept. Well, it's quite low rent concept. It's not like a, a hard. What is it? It's low. Well, not low fi What's the phrase that annoys that idiot? It was, um, what's the phrase? That low brow. Low brow, that was low it. It's, like, it's a low brow concept. He's, he's... It was basically him doing the one show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think 
like so, so two of the best series ever I've ever seen was when he did I'm Alan Partridge in the 90s. Wait, hang on, which I one was that, the chat show? No, uh, the ones where he was... Um, in the hotel. In the travel tavern. Yeah, yeah, that was brilliant, yeah. Yeah, and I was hoping, when I heard that they were doing a re- reboot of Partridge, or, uh, or bringing him back... A reboot? I was hoping... Yeah, sorry, so no, a reboot would be a different actor, yeah, wouldn't like it? Yeah, like a sexy Alan. Yeah, yeah, no, no. When oh, I heard woman. they were bringing him back... Yeah. Um, I was hoping it I was going to be I think we called that a long... reformation. No. Re, 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 um, reborn. His re- Alan Partridge was reborn. Yes, you thought it would yeah. be like the sitcoms again. I was hoping so, yeah, because they were just so full of... Because the weakest what? series was the chat show one. It was funny, but it doesn't yeah. bear repeated viewings, and it was it was not as great as... You know, it, was, it, it wasn't great. It, it was great at the time, but it was... Yeah. It, it, for me, had the biggest holes in it. Um, I think... You're absolutely right, and and you know, we all know what Partridge does. We all know, you know, what what his premise of his character is and everything else. But I think that what you know, seeing seeing him as a person living his life in the nineties um, with the challenges that day to day life throws up. Yes, uh, of obtaining that, pornography. That, that, Massive that's plate. The, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the gold and the genius right there. And I, I'm I was hoping they'd do that. I'm not going to give any spoilers, but you said you but, haven't seen it, no? No, I know he says the F-bomb. He, he, the fluck. He, he gets confused well, with the name. I know that bit. Yeah, that is... I mean, that was just... I mean, I, I was... Well, it was fantastic. That was that mm. one of the funniest things I've ever heard. Um, so there is, there is gems in there. There yeah. is pure gold in there. But I just wish it was um, okay. done more along the lines of the sitcom. Okay. The bits I liked were like proper awkwardness. Like yeah. he had a particularly long walk across the studio, and you just hear the sound of his heels clicking on the floor. Okay, you know, <laughs> bits well, I'm like going to watch this tomorrow, guys. I'm going to watch this tomorrow, and I will tell you whether you're right or wrong. Okay. Cool. All right. Thank, Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, I'm, you you will look forward to that. Um, we have an Indian, Anish. Um, uh, hi, Ian from Kerala, India. Uh, this is his take on things. A terrorist group based in Pakistan, what are they called? I think they're called the JEM or something, aren't they? Was responsible for the death of 44 Indian militants. India retaliated back, demolishing a luxurious training centre of that terrorist group, killing myriad of terrorists without hurting any civilians. Now, that's the the Indian view of it. Uh, and I've heard both views several, several times, right? Um, which, of course, contradicts the Pakistani view. The Pakistani view is that the the, um, the 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 terrorists were actually sponsored by India because how would they have got uh, that in that explosive, which apparently was an Indian explosive, through all of the checkpoints? Uh, with that, if there wasn't corruption, um, the, uh, the also the the the, the, the India was bombing um, Kashmir. Um and it was all of that. So so that's the now we need a Pakistani side, please, if we can. Thank you, Anish. I appreciate that. And listen, I don't know who's right or who's wrong. I'm just finding it. I'm finding because uh, I've been to both countries. I spent more time in Pakistan than I have in India. Um, but I have been to both countries, and I love. Uh, I, I like both countries a lot. I'm going to hold back from saying love because, um, but I, I like them a lot. And I like the Pakistani people and I like the Indian people. Both were very, very kind and very generous to me. And the food, man, I like the food. is just awesome in both places. Um, but I'm just finding it fascinating that 
the amount of um, of bias that there is from both sides. There's there's very very little common ground between when the two stories are, are told. It's it's um, what's the film? What's the film we always talk about? Uh, the 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 Kurosawa film where it's four different five different people telling the same event. Um, uh, anyway, you know the Kurosawa film where it's five different people, Rashomon, Rashomon, where they're all talking about the same event, but they've all seen it from a different perspective. Um, and it's, it's the, the the thing about the blind people, isn't it? Five blind people touching and an, an elephant, elephant, yeah. And one's going, well, it's it's, it's like a tiny snake, and then one's going, oh, no, 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 it's, it's it's like a it's like a massive snake. Someone's going, oh, no, it's just like a it's like a big, big tree trunk, you know. It's, it's the thing. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. We've got no calls lined up, so it's your chance to come on the late night alternative on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio, Ian Lee. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. On air and off the leash. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. 0344 1000 Another hour to go with me, Ian Lee and Catherine Boyle. Everyone's got it in for Amanda Knox. Remember Amanda Knox? Was, was she jailed? Yes. For the murder of her friend. She was, wasn't she? And then found innocent. Uh, remember Matthew Wright famously asked on his um, uh, piece of shit TV show, Foxy Noxy, would ya? Do you remember that? Wow. Did he? Google it. Google it. There's, there's the screen caption and that was the phone in. Foxy Noxy, would ya? Flipping it. Uh, I mean, insane. Now, that girl got roughed up. And all sorts while she was in custody. Um, they got their, um, I mean, terrible. You can't even begin to imagine. I can't even begin to imagine. And um, um, where, is, where is it? She, the, the couple of the papers have got it in for her today because she did like a murder mystery yeah. adventure night. Well, I don't know if it was a weekend. <gasps> Let me find. Fox, I found it. Yeah, Foxy Noxy, would you? Flipping it. Would ya? With a ya as well. Outrageous. Just a little bit more Outrageous. lighthearted. It's just a little bit of fun. Woman who's had her life dragged through the courts and, and potentially ruined, but she's fit. Would you have sex with her? Even though she might be a murderer, would you? That was the... That, uh, outrageous. Um, Knox's sick joke about being acquitted at a murder mystery party. Amanda Knox made a tasteless joke about being cleared of a killing as she posted a picture online of a murder mystery night where the victim was stabbed to death. Knox, 31, said four years, did she? Ay, ay, ay. Served four years in jail for knifing British student Meredith Kircher to death in Italy in 2007, but was eventually cleared. So, so should say, Knox, 31, wrongfully, was wrongfully imprisoned for four years for a crime she didn't commit. Yep. Against, uh, the, 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 we still don't know who the murderer of that poor woman was. I don't think. The American appeared to make light of the Kircher case. This is stretching things a bit. As she posted details of the murder mystery on Instagram. She wrote that her character was accused of murder and acquitted in four hours, adding better than four years. Is that it? Is that it? Here's right. the thing, right? If you've had four years of your life stolen, do you know what? You're allowed to make jokes about it. You're allowed to make jokes about it. She's not joking about Meredith. No, no. She's had four years of her life stolen from her, right? Humiliated, had her sexual um, proclivities dragged through the paper, all kind of horrendous, 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 right? 
I think she's allowed to. I think she's allowed to make a little joke like that. I, 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 and there's a couple of pa- of the papers have gone for her, and um, I just think it's outrageous. I think she's allowed to, to to do a little throwaway comment like that. She's not laughing about Meredith Kircher. Is she supposed to spend the rest of her life looking looking suitably penitent? No, because I think that no. even if she did, they would say that she wasn't no, real. She's meant to spend the rest of her life getting her tits out because she's fit. That's what she's meant to do, ah. and she's chosen not to. She's chosen to live her life with dignity, humility, bravery, and with a top on. And that's what I think people are upset about. Foxy Noxy, would ya? That whole Foxy Noxy thing, you know, and this was this was 12 years ago. You know, even then, with me, it sat terribly uncomfortably. Foxy Noxy, would ya? That's what she's dealing with. That's what she's up against. And she didn't want to play that game. Would have been easy for her to make a fortune coming out, you know, doing the, the, the lingerie shots and all of that. Didn't want to play that game. She's a fiercely intelligent young woman who's got a damn sight more insight into uh, what it means to suffer and to, to, you know, have your life dragged through the press than most people have. Knox posed in period costume as British 19th century writer and mathematician Ada Lovelace while sitting next to her fiancé, Christopher Robinson. This is the most non-story story I've ever read, but we're going to do it just to show... Oh, stay there, Graham. Be with you in a second, mate. She wrote Victorian London. A priceless painting goes missing and the owner is found both poisoned and stabbed. And would you believe it? I, the Countess of Lovelace, am accused, also acquitted. All in four hours, better than four years. And then it goes into the details of the, the case. Her and her boyfriend were jailed for the murder of Miss Kircher. Um, uh, she was stabbed 47 times during a sex game that went too far. Goes on and on. Uh, uh, she also launched... Here we go. This is why they're annoyed with her. Um, Knox and Solicitor, her boyfriend, I think, her former boyfriend, were later cleared, convicted again, and then acquitted for good by the Supreme Court in Rome in 2015. Knox returned to her home city of Seattle in the US and became a journalist for a local newspaper. She also launched a Facebook TV series about the shaming of women. Knox posts regularly on Instagram about her life, and her murder mystery night sparked controversy, only by arseholes. Some Instagram users said she looked lovely and the post was creative, but another wrote, sick, you will have to face Meredith one day. Well, and this is the thing, people think she's guilty. People still think she's guilty. Excuse me? Sorry, it was a a coffee girl. There we go. People still think she's guilty, even though she's been acquitted. You know, people still think she's guilty. Convenient, isn't it? Yeah. um, she's She's been found not guilty. And you kind of have to accept that. You will have to face Meredith one day. In an interview, Knox has said she was um, made a scapegoat during her trial and was wrongly labelled a kinky sex addict. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. I mean, who, 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 who cares what people get up to in their bedrooms? You know, who cares who she has sex with? I know far too much. I don't really remember the details, but at one point I knew far too much about her sex life, for, for, you know, because it was just everywhere. Uh, after being given the name Foxy Noxy, the Kircher family declined to comment last night. Noxy's other Instagram posts include one of her dressed as Red Riding Hood in the Black Forest in Germany with a man dressed as a wolf behind her. She also posed wearing a black T-shirt with a pair of handcuffs on it in the words, it could happen to you. Uh, she has 42,000 Instagram followers, is that all? And was paid a reported £3 million for her memoirs waiting to be heard. And then the last three three lines... 
Rudy Gerd, a drifter, was convicted of murdering Miss Kircher in 2008 in jail for 16 years. Boom. So there's the guy that did it. I mean, come on. But that whole investigation was a complete balls up, wasn't it? Foxy Noxy, would ya? Here's another thing that I noticed in the paper this week. Do you remember yes. the story, and in fact, I think it started out on Twitter, Yes. of the homeless guy who got doused with dirty water. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, go on. Um, and everyone was saying, gosh, what an awful thing to do. Yeah. And and I believe uh, people responsible have been investigated. But now it's the right thing to do. Yeah, and then the papers went into his background and yeah. found out that he was released from prison in 1999 after killing somebody. Yeah, and murdered someone. But And he was a coke uh, dealer. Yeah. And he's not seen his kids for 10 years and never seen his grandkids. And, oh, so so what? So, so it was okay. <laughs> they they knew so this, what? did they, when they... So what? I, so what? I don't. I don't know why. Okay, that's that's an interesting kind of footnote to the story. But 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 they're kind of saying it as though actually it was all right for him to have that water uh, poured on him and to be treated like less than a human. Okay. Well, you, what you're saying then is that it's okay to do that to all homeless people. And then there was a big hoo ha because he went back to the spot today, or yesterday maybe it was. And, like, loads of well-wishers turned up and the police turned up and the the social workers turned up and they offered him, like, a week's um, free stay in a hostel and he told them all to F off. Good for him. I mean, if that's... if if, if I'm sure he doesn't want to be the centre of attention. Who knows why he's an alcoholic? Maybe it's to try... It's the shame and the guilt of what he has done that is eating him up. Maybe it's not. Maybe he wants to go and stab more people and, and sell more cocaine, you know? Who who cares? Who cares? That you know, it doesn't make what happened to him acceptable. It's unacceptable to treat somebody like that. Oh, scumbags. I don't I don't I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's um but yeah, that's the big thing today. Ah, it turns out he's it turns out he's uh, an SH1T. So actually, all of you uh, social justice warriors who were um, uh, standing up on, on his side. He's a murderer. He murdered somebody. And think of all the lives he blighted by selling cocaine. So uh, he deserved to have that water poured on him and told to move on. And then he wasn't grateful. Yeah, then he was ungrateful. Let's go to Graham. Good evening, Graham. Yeah, hi. Hi, Ian and Kath. Uh, hello, Graham. What you got for us? Um, I heard you talking earlier about wanting to do a first aid training course. Yes, mate. I'm a first aid trainer. Oh. And I was listening to as I was driving, I pulled over at the side of the road um, and I've just made an offer to your guy that I'm willing to train yourselves as and when you want in the location of your choice. Oh, for free. well, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. How do we know you're not a kinky sex addict murderer? <laughs> I've not been convicted in Italy. Oh, We'll know from how he treats Rissociani. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, well, and hang on a minute. Clean before you, <laughs> Gra- Graham. That's very, that's very, very generous of you. Whereabouts are you based? I'm based in London. Okay. Well, um, okay. Well, let, I tell you what. Um, if we're going to pass you back to Sam, yeah. And, and I, I tell you what. Uh, can, well, can you send Kath an email? Yes, of course I can. Have yeah. you got a pen and paper there? Yeah, Billy Bumlick. Kath, can you give... I'm teasing. Can you give... Graham, you're not the Graham that we've chatted to on Twitter, are you? No, no, definitely not. Okay, right, fine. Other Graham. There's another Graham. Wow. Go on, Kath, give Graham your your email address, It's Catherine, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E. K-A-T-H-R-E-R-I-N-E, sorry. Oh, E-R, sorry. Yeah. Catherine. Catherine. Yeah. Yeah, dot Boyle, B-O-Y-L-E. 
You say it quite fast, Catherine. I'm used to saying it. You used to say it a little bit slower. B O Y L E. Yes. At Talk Radio. At talkradio.co.uk. Cool. Send us Thanks, um, Send us an email, Graham. I'm not. I'm not pr- yeah. promising that we definitely will go with you, but yeah, just no, no worries, but, uh, the offer is is very graciously appreciated. It's been it's been a real um a real eye opening week for me actually of of how little I know when it comes to uh, actual real life or death emergencies. Um, yeah. So, who do you normally kind of teach then? Do you just go around businesses and stuff doing it? I, I do businesses. <coughs> I teach GPs. I teach nurses, schools, gyms, health clubs, individuals. And well, is this your lots of people? Is this your job? Have you got a business then? Yeah, I've got a business doing it uh, as well. I've got another business as well. And I used to be with London Ambulance Service. Oh wow, you know your stuff. Well, go and give your business a little plug then, in case there's anybody listening who might be up for it. Yeah, Ronin Sport Fit First Aid. Say that, again, say that again. Ronin Sport Fit yep. First Aid Training. Ronin Sport Fit First Aid Training. All right, wicked. Yeah. Hey, nice one, Graham. Send us a little email and we'll, we'll have a chat. I will. Appreciate that. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you, Graham. Cheers. Cheers. Maybe we do a thing where, we, if there's any of the listeners that fancy it, we get a little thing going. Like a little first aid club. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is there a band called First Aid Club? First Aid Kit? Yeah. Swedish. Are they Swedish? Yes. I think they might be. Um, well, nice guy. Thank you for that. Oh three four 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 nine. Oh, Lisa Francesca Nand is on at 5am. Um, I, I like Lisa. She sends nice tweets. She does. She does. She sends nice tweets. She's on. Oh, blimey. She's on at five o'clock. Blimey. Good luck. Good luck, Lisa. Go to bed. You shouldn't be tweeting now. She's tweeting now at quarter past 12 saying she's got to be up at 4.45. Are you nuts? Isn't she half Spanish? She'd have just had a tea. Okay, yeah, fair play. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Thank you for your nice. Um, so I've activated Twitter again just because I, I wanted to invite Limmy on the show because we've been DMing each other. Um, so, but a lot of people sent nice tweets when I was away, a lot of nice Facebook comments as well and stuff. So thank you for that. It's appreciated. Yeah. Uh, it was very kind. Um, here we go, Kath. Um, a penis carved into a quarry by a Roman soldier has been discovered by archaeologists trying to preserve ancient graffiti. Oh, ancient crying cactus. There we go. There's no picture, though. I'd love to see it. Rock climbing experts are helping to access the inscriptions carved while sandstone was extracted for Adrian's wall repairs. So they're taking stone out to fix Adrian wall, Adrian's wall, and they're there, and they're on their lunch break. They're just yeah, carving but, dicks. But the penis was um, a sign of good luck, wasn't it? In, no, it no, seriously, in Roman culture. In fact, my mum and dad went to this place in Italy um, oh, yeah, last yeah, year, yeah. and they're obsessed with them. But it's from it's from Roman Everything times. Everything was, was di- there was like a dick, dicks everywhere, dick shop. Yeah. Everything, um, but I read something that um, that the word fascination comes from this Sorry. thing of being, um, it, yeah, penises. Well, so, the word it. fascination comes from penises. Something to do with penises. Hang so on. when my mum wears a fascinator to a wedding, <laughs> she's got a penis on her head. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time, mum, would it? Now, huh? 
<laughs> she was a speed freak in the 70s, I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah, because of those diet pills. She was on diet pills. Uh, explain to me, like, we've suddenly worked out why my mum was like in the 70s. It was all, got to got dust, got to clean, got to do stuff. Don't show me pictures of dicks. I know fasciness. what they look like. Here we go. Fascinus. Jeez. In ancient Roman religion and magic, the fascinus or fascinus. The fascinus. Fascinum. <laughs> have you fascinus? Tell me, have you fascinus? Listen, this is where fascinating comes <laughs> from. Was the embodiment of the divine phallus. The word can refer to the deity himself, Asinus, to phallus, effigies, and amulets, and to the spells used to evoke his divine protection. Pliny calls it a medicus invidiae, a doctor or remedy for evil or the evil eye. So the English word fascinate ultimately derives from Latin fascinum and the related word fascinare, to use the power of the fascinus, and that is to practice magic and hence the to power enchant... of the fascinus! <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it's all about willies. There you go, you see. It, well, it is. Life is about... Um, life or love. Here we go. Isn't it Willie story number two? Oh, three, four, Look, four, there's four, a flying nine, Willie nine, with I legs. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. Willy Gadget Kid Toy. Poundland Blunder. <laughs> Willy Gadget Kid Toy. That was my nickname at school. A mum had a shock when she, she popped didn't. into Poundland and spotted an X-rated joke gift among children's toys. Willy Gadget Kid Toy. <laughs> Hassania L. Fanidi. Fanidi. Fanidi, Fanidi. Okay. 29, was looking for a pirate sword. When she was confronted with the one pound Willy Weightlift novelty. Willy Weightlift? <laughs> the mum of two said, I thought I'd get my boys a toy as they are good value. The boys? I was just looking for a pirate sword and I was shocked by what I saw. At first I thought, it just can't be what I think it is. And then I double checked couldn't believe how inappropriate it was. Luckily, it wasn't at my kid's eye level. <laughs> and they fortunately wouldn't know what it was. OK, so no harm done then. The Willy Weightlift is a joke set of dumbbells with a bent bar. Empty. <laughs> no, hang on. This is a pound. I want one. The Willy Weightlift is a joke set of dumbbells with a bent bar meant to be balanced on the todger. Did they use the word todger? Yes. Well done. But also, without going into too much detail, a todger does not... It's not horizontal. It's not, it's not, it's not horizontal. Well, maybe, you, you have have to either... maybe you have to assume a weightlifting position. Well, maybe. Like the clean, is it called the... the clean and jerk? Oh, God. That's a nail bar in Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> the, cha the Chain's online blurb says... This is the blurb. This set of mini dumbbells fits smartly onto peckers as you tense for that six-pack sausage. But Hassania did not see the funny side when she found the, sh the gift in it in its shop in Uxbridge. Balks. She said <laughs> it wasn't hidden. A Poundland... Balks, you know what you need to do. What did the Poundland spokesman say? Bit of fun. Nope. Sorry if it caused offence. Nope. I can live five. We realise it's a cock-up and we're fixing it now. A Come on, up? guys. Yay! Well done.
Well done. What? Well done. Sally says, what is, it, what is it with men drawing dicks? I've never, oh. ever drawn a minge bag. Oh, I have. I can draw a great one. Don't want to see it. But I also am I'm very good at the crying cactus. I can do it without looking. Well, this pen's not very good. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. Not bad, is it? I've never seen it <laughs> seen it drawn like that before. You know what that is? It looks like an exclamation point, but you know what that is, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I do know what that is. You know what that bit is? Yes. Interesting to know that you do. Huh? So many men don't. You see? You see, I'm, it's good. that is a good picture. <laughs> I will. Hang on, let me sign that and give it to you. No, it's all right. I don't. Well, how am I going to take that home? What? There we go. Seriously. I don't need a picture of it. I've got one. <laughs> it's better than that. It's <laughs> not bad. You've signed it. Of course I have. I always do. That reminds me, like you say, it looks like exclamation mark. Yeah. And uh, I used to wear that perfume when I was about 15. And the um, tagline for it was, make a statement without saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> Um, here's the thing, guys. I'm trying to lose weight, and I've, I did well. I, I lost nine pounds the other day. I mean, I've probably lost a bit more because I've not eaten anything the last couple of days. Um, but it turns out uh, I've been doing it wrong. Okay, you. Uh, I've not been exercising. I've been walking, but but that's it. It's knit a diet. Um, I've just been eating less. Just been eating less. Turns out you, you you don't need to eat less. You don't need to exercise because on page 35 of the Sun. Um, they've got this, I think it's an advert, possibly the easiest way to achieve the body of your dreams. Yes. The ultimate fitness EMS trainer. Gym form, total abs, abs machine. Right. As seen on TV. Forget back, neck and stomach straining exercises. Forget expensive gym membership. Forget losing half a day to working out. Gym Form's Total Ab System is the latest breakthrough in EMS fitness trainer technology that is clinically proven to help you lose up to four inches in just two weeks. It's kind of the modern equivalent of... Do you remember if you watch um, like any footage of women losing weight in the 50s? Yeah. They're always... Attached to those, those machines, machines that jiggled that, them yeah, about. They've got the little like rubber belt that goes around them and they do that. I, might, I remember asking, I think my nan used one once, or my mum, and apparently all it does is it makes you itch a lot. <laughs> but that, it doesn't do anything. But isn't that... Because now you've got vibration plates. Yeah, so but you do that. You use the vibration plates. I've used vibration plates. resistance, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you do exercises on them. Mm -hmm. So it just increases the resistance. You don't just get jiggled. No, no, no. You've got to do exercises mm -hmm. on them, and it just makes the exercise a little bit harder, so you're right. working a bit harder. Okay. Well, I suppose every generation... Those things, let's just... Sorry, can we just get this... Can we just ask the question? Because I'm not actually 100% sure. Those jiggly belts, did they actually do anything? Because maybe... Women, those women were always fully clothed as well, so... But they were slim. They were always slim women that are doing it. <laughs> did those jiggly belts in the 1950s ever actually do anything? Because there were a lot of people using them. Jiggly belts and um, boxes of steam where you just had your head poking oh, out. Oh, God, yeah. Um, I mean, this is kind of the equivalent of that. You well, strap in the nineties, I had a thigh master that I bought out of them. But that's an exercise, isn't it? Isn't that the it's crap, though? 
I used to like when I used to go to my uncle Don's. He had uh, what are those long metal poles with like the sort of fist grabs at the end, and you had to chest spr- expander. No, not a chest expander. That was the with the five springs, and you had to pull it. Now, this was a, a stick, like a long metal stick with like sort of brown grips at the end, and you had to squeeze it in, and then squeeze, and there it go. Squeeze it. It was called like the the pummel master or the. Um, the uh, and there's a picture of a really muscular man on it. What were they were they were? Oh, uh, what? Oh, someone phone up and tell me what they were called, please. My sister, pretty, I'm pretty sure, bought my brother-in-law this dump vibrating dumbbell. Have you seen them? Oh They're, God! He, did you put it on his dick? <laughs> no, don't know. No, okay. You have to hold it like this, and it's like that. Oh, God! What are you doing there? Yeah. It's like you. Um, all right. Exactly. Flipping it. I'm gonna find it. I think you probably get. What it. was the? What was it? It was, it was long metal stick. And it was it, it had resistance, and you had like brown. I remember the grabby, the the the, the end bits were sort of brown, mouldy thing, and you had to. Oh, uh, it's oh, oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Anyway, uh, 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 ordinary ab belt. So this is a belt that you put on, and it. I don't know what it does. Ordinary ab belts are often too narrow and only able to target one muscle group at a time. But Jim Form's Total Abs unique design covers your total abs area, hence the name Total Abs. Total abs. Very clever. Um, utilising... What are you showing me? You're about to see the vibrating dumbbell. The shake... Oh, there you go. Oh, I've, oh yeah, but you have to shake it. Is it, that vibrating it's itself? It's vibrating itself, yeah. Okay. You, you it looks ca- like you just... <laughs> it looks like you're tossing off a tramp. That's what it looks like. Which I've, which I've done. Um, that's why they had the bucket of uh, soapy water. All right, okay. Uh, it's utilising the latest EME, EMS technology, electric muscle stimulator, to target your upper abs, middle abs, lower abs and side obliques. The side obliques? See results in weeks, not months, as Jim Forms total abs makes your muscles contract over 600 times in just 10 minutes. That's like doing 600 sit-ups. No, it's not! <laughs> so you can watch the telly while you've got this thing on. Well, Jane from Berkhamsted, there's a quote, amazing, it even works while I'm watching the TV. <laughs> Yes, just 10 minutes a day, you get an effective fat-burning abdominal workout that targets all the muscles in your um, in your abdominals. You get an effective fat-burning abdominal workout that targets all the muscles in your abdominals while you're doing the housework, watching TV, cooking, walking the dog, playing with the kids, checking emails, sitting at your desk, having a dump, and more. <laughs> what about lying in bed asleep? Doesn't say that, no. Oh. It's perfect for virtually any size, shape, and fitness level. Jim Form's Total Abs has six plateau-busting programs. Plateau-busting. Plateau-busting yeah, programs. Yeah, you know what that is? Go on. So, um, on, if you're losing weight, I you get it. to a stage where you have you, you get to a, a level thing and no matter what you do, you just can't yeah. seem to get any further down. That's the plateau. Okay, right, okay, I've just jumped, I'll jump to the end in a second, because I just did, right. Uh, with up to ten levels of intensity, perfect for each level of muscle training. So six, the six plateau-busting programmes are Programme 1, Massage. <coughs> programme 2 is Fat Burn. Programme 3 is Muscle Build. Programme 4 is Power Sculpt. Programme 5 is Total Exercise. Programme 6 is Cellulite Drain. Oh. Um, okay. <coughs> Never been easier to achieve the body of your dreams. Goes on and on and on. Now, according to clinical tests, 19 volunteers lost a maximum of 8 centimetres of waste in two weeks, with the average measurement loss being 2.22 centimetres. Goes on and on and on. Then you go to the last paragraph, right? 
if after following our instruction manual, fitness goal chart, and nutritional guide, you do not see an improvement in your physique, simply return gym form total abs for a refund. So fitness goal chart, instruction manual, and nutritional guide. So I'm, I'm, I, would, I, I, I mean, I would suggest that the nutritional guide, the thing that tells you to eat significantly less food, is what is doing all the work. But I just, I just don't know. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going to uh, send sixty nine ninety nine and P and P, and um, uh, receive it. That um, Ronaldo is uh, advertising something pretty similar. Is he? Yeah, it must so be. Must how be he got his amazing abs. Yeah. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the phone number. It always goes a little bit quiet in the last hour of the show. That's absolutely fine. We can dig that. Paul Ross is on at one, but if you want to give us a call now would be a great time. Oh, this this now. Listen, we, we like to celebrate on this show, and we don't like to belittle or mock. We like to bring you great art, great things. But I'm going to belittle a little bit. Oh. Doing an, uh, uh, doing an album covering soul legend Otis Redding widely regarded as one of the greatest singers of all time was always going to be a big risk for Brian McFadden oh and it hasn't paid off so Brian McFadden has done an album of Otis Redding songs oh mate what do you do that for the ex-Westlife band member signed up for TV's Dancing on Ice in the hope the exposure would help relaunch his music career. But I've learned, this is uh, Simon Boyle from the Bizarre Column in the Sun, his new album, Otis, sold fewer than 600 copies in its first three days after release. Last night, it was not even in the top 65 after being put out on Friday and it's been given a one-star review on Amazon out of five. Brian covers ten tunes from the American who died in a plane crash in 1967, including Cigarettes and Coffee and Shake, but notably, notably missed off his biggest hit, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. F- find one on there for us. The collection was ravaged by critics, with one describing Brian as a karaoke mic hog. Well, that's, that's, that's unfair. The album is his first in six years. Um, he put the delay of his solo career down to some unusual distractions. He said, I took up golf and I found Domino's Pizza, so that kind of consumed me for a while. It would do. Would do. I wanted to do this album for a long time. I've always loved soul music. Um, well, I mean, uh, listen, I... I, I, I Nothing on YouTube. Let's have a look. I mean, I like a lot of music, but I, you know, it's like me saying I'm going to do be, do an album of Aretha Franklin. I like her. Yeah. Well, I think I could probably pull that off. Actually, <laughs> I think I could stay there, Michael. We'll come to you in a second. Hang on, let's find out. Sorry, my computer has been. Ruined. It's not the computer; it's your typing is pony, and I don't know where you went to first it's, of all to try and find a song. You go to YouTube straight away. Where did you go to? I went to Amazon reviews. Why? I thought that's what you were asking for. No, I said get a song. Oh, <laughs> chill, mate. Sorry, I've, I've just been through a life-changing event this week. Yes. 
neck enough, give me. Okay. Here we go. Jesus, uh, I mean, we finish at one. It's him talking about it. No, I want him singing it. Right, you do that. I'm, 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 I'm going to do that. Okay, you do that. I'm going to go to Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Ian. How are you? Um, uh, I'm all right, Michael. What you got for us tonight? Uh, well, three things. A bulwarker. I think you were looking Bulwarker! Thank you! Wow, mate! A bull... A bulwarker. A bulwarker. A bulwarker. Oh. Bull Thank you so much. Did you used to have one? No, I didn't, but I suspect you knew that all along. No. And I've just been suckered into calling. No, no, um, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't play that game here. Would you think I'm Roberto Peroni? No, I couldn't remember it and I haven't got a computer in front of me. We don't, we don't play good. that. We don't do the, the fake bullshine to get phone calls. Okay, second thing, obviously, shaman. And third thing... Well done, thank um, you. Partridge, it was untouchable. It's fantastic. The, there you go. I, I, these, these naysayers saying it was pony. I've, I've read nothing but wonderful, wonderful things about it. Uh, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. I've got to buy a new car tomorrow. Jeez, that's going to be fun. Imagine. I've got to go and buy a car. I'm like, please, please. I'm trying. No, no, no. Turn it down. Come on. Um, I, I've, I have to say, I've, uh, I wasn't tuned in earlier, but I've, I've missed what happened, Ian. I know you were I was in a missing very, for last I was in a very, days. very serious car crash, is, 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 the, the, is, 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 is the, the very short story. Um, well, it was I'm thoroughly sorry, unpleasant, sorry, traumatic. Sorry, yeah, and it was it was it was bloody horrible, and and I, I saw things that I I, I never want to see again. Um, but so I got to go buy a new I got to go and buy a new car tomorrow. Mate. Look, imagine me sucker sucker me going in there going what you got? Go, yeah, can I have it? Can what's your best price? Oh, that plus another thousand. Sure, I'll take it. That's what they'll do. I walk in there, they see jungle money, which is gone, long gone. Excellent. Oh, now I sent you and Kath a, a book each the other day. Oh, um, the Nick Drake about, book? Yeah. Oh! Um, well, <laughs> here's the thing. My copy of the Nick Drake book is in the car that, that was um, was written off the other day. I'll lend you mine. Thank you. Kathy's going to lend me hers. Honestly, it was in there, and I was looking forward to reading it, Michael, and it's in a car that has been written off, and I now can't get to because um, the, the it's oh, in forensics. Okay. So, um, so, uh, well, but I, I, can't, I can't send you a new car, but I can send you a new, new book. No, listen, so, listen, don't you worry. You've already sent two. Kathy's going to lend me hers, and I will make sure I read it. It looks. This is a book about an, a, a lost Nick Drake recording. So I shall devour that, Michael. Thank you, brother. Excellent. No, no problem at all. Nice um, one, man. Look, look, look after yourself. I enjoy the show tremendously. I listen all the time. Oh, you're I, very I, kind. Um, so keep doing exactly what you're doing, both of you. Thank you very much, Michael. You're a very kind man, and I, 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 you, you just remind me that book was in, was in the car along with a lot of other stuff that I suspect I shall never uh, 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 get back. And I was looking forward to reading that. So thank you very much indeed. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You got it. Yeah. This is it. The whole album, mate. It's, oh, oh, it. You downloaded it, BitTorrent. No, it's on YouTube. Oh, the whole album. That's why he's only YouTube. sold six hundred. Copies. Okay, so here he is singing the classic, I mean, civil rights anthem, yep. Changes Can Come. Here we go. That's all right. That's all right. I mean, okay. I'd rather listen to Otis do it, but... I don't think it needed redoing. No, but... I mean, I was expecting it to be Pony with, like, Plinky Plonky back in. That's all right. All right. Let's try a different one. That's one. all right. Here we go. Oh, these arms are mine. You'll know this one. This, okay. is, this is beautiful. Oh, I love I know you a too lot long. of songs. I know a lot of songs. I know most songs. These arms are mine. 
was expecting to be able to laugh at that. That's all right. That's all right, Brian. You well done, lad. Oh, this is this is someone else? Okay. Yeah, so that that's... was that was all right. I would have thought the um, Westlife fans would have um, lapped that up. Valentine's. Oh, but see, Brian's got a new album out for Valentine's Day. Could you buy it for me? That I think that's probably the idea that this is like something for the mums. Oh, it only came out on Friday. Um, well, yeah. Ah, uh, Mother's Day's coming up. Ah, uh, mother. There you go, so Brian. Just, 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 yeah, go, there we go. There we go, Brian. You, you just, you just, you wait. You keep your powder dry because that is going to be a big old Mother's Day, and and uh, I bet we sell a few copies. Oh, by the way, you know the limited edition Frank Sidebottom uh, picture disc that isn't even out yet. We've sold over half of them in pre-orders. We, we, so if you want to get them, you've got to get them soon. Keymail order is the place to go. Keymail order co.uk or .com, I don't know. But that the, 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 the Amazon haven't put it up yet, and, and if they don't get into gear, that Amazon won't have any. So if you want the, the Frank Cyberton picture disc, you, you've got to go to Keymail order soon, because once the limited edition is done, it's done. I'm going to... Um, um, I'm going to Manchester on Sunday to look at the Frank Cybottom exhibition, um, and I'm going to record it. I'm going to go and meet Steve Sullivan, who made the Frank Sidebottom, being Frank, uh, the, the Frank Sidebottom documentary. We're going to meet Dave Arnold, who's one of Chris's friends, and we're going to go and look at the Frank Sidebottom exhibition. I think we'll play it out on the show, shall we, yeah, if it let's... sounds right? We'll play it out on the show, and we'll put it out uh, as a podcast next week. We'll, put, we'll, we'll, we'll play Nick Jones tomorrow, I think. But, yeah, Frank Sidebottom next week. We'll have some of that. I'm looking forward to that. Just going up to Manchester for, like, three hours, getting the train straight back down. Bish bash bosh. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call last 10, 12 minutes of the show. Um, we'll have Nick Jones on the show tomorrow. It's a really nice, meandering interview with a really, really lovely man. Honestly, I was made to feel so welcome. You don't know, you may not know, he's the folk singer who... Um, uh, was involved in a horrific car crash in 1982, and he should have died, and he didn't. But he was he was physically, his right arm is knackered, so he can't play the guitar, and he's got brain damaged, and it kind of ended his career. And he came back about six years ago and did did a handful of gigs with his son, and then and then that was it. Um, and uh, it was just it's just a really really lovely, um, chat. And um, I found out why you can't get his first four albums anywhere because some scumbags own them and won't give them to him. And oh, it's just it's just a nightmare. Um, well, have you got anything? Yeah, Katrina Boyle. Uh, man comes under fire. Okay. For Brexit. Re- revealing his three brutally honest dating rules. Okay, go on. Baseball pitcher Trevor Bauer is very open about what he wants from a relationship on the first date. Okay. Uh, might be good at baseball, actually. <laughs> it's quite rounders, isn't it? Yeah, I like the clothes a lot. I love, I love the outfits, and I wish there was a culture of wearing baseball. I know we have baseball caps, but the shirts and the pants, I just think they're great. I think it's a great look. I mean, the shirts and the pants together is a is a definite choice. The Yankees are my team. The New York Yankees. Yeah, they're my team. Or is it the Mets? It was the Mets you went to see. It was the Mets. Then the Mets are my team. The Mets are my team. The damn Yankees. Scumbags. I hate the Yankees. No, the Mets are my team. Well, baseball star Trevor Bauer is a pitcher. He's a star now, is he? 
according to this. Okay. They could say he was, I wouldn't know. Yeah. Cleveland Indians. And he recently spoke to Sports Illustrated about his three rules for dating. They won't be allowed to call them the Cleveland Indians anymore. The, the Washington Redskins, there's a lot of pressure, and there has been for the last four or five years, for the Washington Redskins to change their name and change their logo because yeah. their logo is, is of a Native American wearing the headdress. And a lot of pressure for them to change it. And I, you know what? I think they probably should. Sorry, continue. Bauer outlines these rules for the lucky lady on their very first date. Here we One. Go. Bauer and their rules. There's a throwback to about two years ago. Yeah. A similar, actually, yep. This, yep. this first one. One, no feelings. Oh. As soon as I sense you're developing feelings, I'm going to cut it off because I'm not interested in a relationship and I am emotionally unavailable. So he's just looking for a, a, a bucket, a dump. <laughs> Is that what he's looking for? I don't think he seems like a very nice person. First, first one is if you're developing feelings, I'm dumping you. Because I'm not emotionally available. So what, he just wants to have a shag? I guess. He must be He must be some real charming kind of guy. So good look, so beautiful. Two, no social media posts about me while we're together because private life stays private. I, that, all right, all right. That I can dig, actually. That's, that's got to be that a I tricky one these days, actually. No, no. No, I, what I mean is... There's something you need to negotiate that never, I, you know, in my time like of that. dating, that was never a thing. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a... You know, on Facebook, when do you put that you are in a relationship rather than, you know, Don't. it's complicated. Don't. Who, I, does, does he even get that oh, setting anymore? Oh, people do that. Yeah, that and people do that thing there? of the first picture together and... Oh, no, don't. I don't, don't put private pictures up on Facebook, you idiots. You, you know, jeez, <coughs> you know that Zuckerberg's at home ranking you, or I said ranking, um, and you know that they're stealing your eye, your cornea data and your um, hair data. They're stealing everything from you. Don't put up private pictures on also, Facebook, you idiots. More importantly... One. More importantly. More importantly, in five years' time, it's going to get flashed back at you when you split up and you hate each yeah. other. Yeah. No, don't. No pictures of my kids on uh, on Facebook. None whatsoever. They're too busy doing the Momo challenge. Three. Yes. I sleep with other people. I'm going to continue to sleep with Ooh, other people. If you're not okay with that, jerk. we won't sleep together, and that's perfectly fine. We can just be perfectly polite, platonic friends. Or no, or, or you can f off. Yeah, you, exactly. You jerk. This doesn't sound like a. It doesn't sound like a whole lot of... There's a whole lot in it for the for the woman, to be honest. Well, they get to go out with a baseball star. Yeah, but he's an arse. OK. That's the sad side of it. Bowers' candour has attracted a lot of attention. What's his candour got to do with it? It must be a big one. Keep candour out of it. Yeah. Some readers did not enjoy what he had to say. Oh, I bet they didn't. Trevor Bauer reveals his dating rules in an SI article. What lady wouldn't want a relationship with this idiot? Face like this. Uh... I don't believe this story. Well, it's illustrated. This. No one could be this. Got to be true. But hang on, is there anything wrong with with being honest? Other people thought not and came to his defence, pointing out that at least he wasn't leading anyone on. This is this is uh, Trump's uh, Brexit. <laughs> wow! So that someone did a poll. P O double L. Thoughts okay. on Bauer out, outrage, outages, three dating rules, sixty percent refreshing honesty, forty percent jerk move. A detective who broke wind on duty is fighting to be let off charges of gross behaviour. Let off. There is, there we go. There is, there is, as you'll hear, there is actually slightly more to it. But then there is some funny stuff again. Um, Detective Constable Claire Fitzpatrick, 44. There's a surprise. 
Also allegedly asked... And this is the bit that's that's, that's um, thoroughly unpleasant. Also allegedly asked a junior officer if he wanted a fatter, ugly, older woman. woman. So she, she was, like, coming on to, to him in, a, in an unpleasant way. Which is that, that... I think that's what this whole story hinges on. But here's some of the other stuff. She's also accused of often using the C word in front of other officers... Okay, I mean, I don't, is that where we're at these days? Mm. You can't say the c word. But the mum of two, who had been promoted to a mum temporary, how uh, many kids the other guys have? Is that mentioned? The other guy, the guys aren't mentioned. The mum of two, who had been promoted to a temporary sergeant, claims it was all part of a culture of banter at her village police station. Now, this is the bit. This this bit's thoroughly unpleasant. When a junior constable turned her down her offer of an affair with an older woman, she told him, I'll be gentle, I promise. A misconduct hearing was told. And I think that's what the story hinges mm. on. That's the, the thing. That is, that is sexual harassment. It would be inappropriate. Obviously, you, you do the, the test, the reverse test. Would it be inappropriate the other way if it was a man to a woman? Yes, of course it would. So it's inappropriate. She admitted breaking wind outside the sergeant's office but said she had not done it deliberately. You can't always control I can. It. Oh, you animal. She added... And you breathe it in. She added... Here he comes. Here comes the governor. You've chosen a bad time. I'd give it 20 minutes. (laughs) She added, I would joke about it, use a silly voice to say rather out than in. The panel also heard... Now, this this is what I like from coppers. The panel also heard she once told a motorist who she was arresting, you're driving like a C. Which sea? Pacific? Mediterranean? Something like that. She told the hearing, the officer with me said, you can't say that to him. I took a deep breath with my head in my hands and said, I'm sorry to the driver. The driver also apologised for his driving. DC Fitzpatrick, who has served with Gwent Police in South Wales for 22 years, also asked another female officer if she, quotes, had any cream for thrush while inside the pack station. But she told the panel... I wasn't suffering from thrush at the time. It was just another example of stupid, inappropriate things being said. Jeez, you can't make jokes about having thrush in front of your colleagues anymore. What the hell is going on with this world, Paul? Also, who shares thrush cream? Is it reusable? I oh, I see what you so. mean. The tube, no. You can't apply it directly. You oh. use a finger. Even so. Come on. Uh, we, we've so missed you two. <laughs> Welcome back, you two. Great to see you guys. How are you doing? Um, talking of baseball gear... Yes. Um, before your time, possibly, I know you're aware of things pre-Bross, but uh, Midjur's first band was Slick, spelt with S-I-L-I-K, yeah. and he had two big hits. One was Forever and Ever, then a follow-up called Requiem. <coughs> but their whole look was Requiem. they all dressed in baseball gear. Oh, it's a and great look. And if you look, look. them up, and they, and, they, and they were kind of post-Bay City Rollers, a bit yeah. more cred, two hits, and then he went and joined Ultravox and yeah. kind of helped change and save the world. But it's a great look, the baseball top. I don't think I'd go for the shorty pants as well. Even Kevin yeah. Costner couldn't pull that off. It's a look, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, you can, no, you the knickerbockers, they call them in the States, don't they? Get full-length trousers. When I saw my got, team, the, you got to tuck them in your socks, though, haven't you? You got to come in the your Mets. socks. You got to tuck them in your socks. Oh, when I saw my team, the Mets. Thank you. Uh, I think they had full-length trousers on. I tell you, it's a lovely song about baseball. It's a, they, they call it that the America the National Pastime, and there is a song about that called the National Pastime, right. all about dating. But Frank Sinatra, I think on the album she shot me down. There's a song, very mournful song called There Used to Be a Ballpark Right Here. Yeah. And it's a lovely, wistful, melancholy song. So. I took the boy, when we went to New York, I took the boys to the baseball. I didn't know it lasted three hours. It's a long old slog. It's a long thing. Uh, and I thought, well, we'll last an hour and then they'll get bored. 
We stayed till the yeah. end. We stayed to the end. And when we got when they got a little bit bored, we went up and had a little look around the shop. And then we were speaking to the lady in the shop, and I said, "Oh, this is very exciting for us. This is this is our first ever baseball game." She went, oh. Did you adopt? Did you adopt that slightly camp voice when you yes, said that? Yes, I did. Oh my god, <laughs> very very posh English. Very English. Very posh. I said this is f- absolutely fantastic for me. And the Even boys. a little bit of a Hugh Grant standard. Yeah, there. yeah. This is how this is the the, the, the boys. Uh, the, 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 as you say, first ever baseball game. And she said, "Oh, well, the, the, send the boys to the." She sent us to this booth, and they got certificates posted to their house because wow. it's their first ever game. Got certificates. Those made Yanks out. know what they're doing, don't oh, they? Oh, it's incredible. Not for life. And we got these massive hot dogs and, and drinks and we sat oh, there for, for yeah. three hours and they loved it. And I loved it. I, and yeah. I'm not a sports fan. It was incredible. My sister used to live in Georgia and we uh, went to see a, a minor league baseball game. And again, I've never been to I'm not really a sports fan. I thought this is going to be boring after a while. It wasn't that because was they make a real show of yeah. it and it's a family thing and you and can get up and walk about. Innings, you've got the, the silly games, you've got to fire a ball and, oh, oh, and everybody kind of gets a turn at the bat and all that stuff. And, yeah. and at the end they let us with the kids go and run the bases. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Got a bit of a slide as well. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love it. I love... Next time I go to New York, I'm going to fit in a baseball game. Paul Ross, what is on your show this evening? Uh, We are talking ghoulies and ghosties and long-leggedy beasties. We're going to be speaking to a paranormal investigator, a guy called Danny Moss, who's conducted a new investigation at something called Tatton Old House in Cheshire. Meant to be Britain's most haunted house, but what he's done is assembled... I shouldn't laugh, but I'm going to. He's assembled a a plethora of paranormal-linked items, including Bobby the Clown doll... including a grace doll, including a mask from the Lumba tribe in South Africa. He thinks it will bring together a confluence and convergence of psychic phenomena, the energy. So we're talking about that. So we've got a bit of that going on. A bit of that going on. We're talking about blue whales on the programme. Why wouldn't we? Yeah, of course. Of course we would. And about Jeff Bezos, or is it Bezos, Mr Amazon, richest man on the planet. He reckons that, well, by 2025, Elon Musk says there'll be a manned mission to the moon, and he's going to pay for it. This fella says he wants to build a gigantic space wheel, which in the end will house trillions of human beings, and it will restore Earth to being a pristine planet, and we're going to come back just to visit. Just to visit, maybe have working holidays. So we're talking to a leading space expert about the practicalities of that. There's a wonderful series of books by a hard science fiction writer called Larry Niven called Ringworld. And once again, I remember reading that in the 60s as a kid and thinking, or 70s, wow, and now it could come true. It could come true. This is, these are amazing times that we live in. I wouldn't want to go into space, though. It, uh, I get very motion sick. Imagine being old in space, though. What, is it good or bad? Probably good, because you won't fall over. You're also, there's less, there's less strain on your heart and muscles. Yeah. We think people on the moon would probably live, the average age would go up to about 138. You, you'd like people. it, because you're taller in space. Ooh. It stretches your spine. So we people like you would, would be normal height. We people. Well, she's tired. You make it sound like one of the old folk from the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Ah, from the from the young earth. What are the we people? Like Tom Bombadil. <laughs> um, so that's, go on, did you have something you want to say? No, I was just thinking how nice it'd be to be able to reach my kitchen shelves. Also, yeah, go on. Um, we do a little slot on the show, musical birthday, just so I can take a break and we play some nice tracks for 20 or 30 <laughs> seconds. So take a well, break. you know, I just kick back and chill out. Yeah, yeah. But um, today is Brian, would have been Brian Jones's birthday. Oh, yeah. But tomorrow, had it been a leap year... Somebody rather special's birthday, okay? Oh, oh. The official birthday of Kal-El, the Man of Steel Superman, hey. is February the 29th. Hey. So we're celebrating Superman on the programme because we can't do it again until next year and we won't be... Well, I won't be employed by then. Well, They'll be in that new building, security. They'll check on. my background, all the stuff I bring it to work. I, it's a booze-free I house. Reckon, I won't be allowed. I reckon <laughs> there's a talk radio in the new building already and we, we're not broadcasting to anyone. And that there's like proper hosts doing a proper radio station Gosh, over there. That would explain Julia Hartley Brewer <laughs> doing the breakfast show here. You're on to something, big man. He's <laughs> so naughty. Thank you, on, Sam. On, that's on, where Eamon is most watch, of the time. Don't forget, on your watch. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> Back tonight at 10. This is Talk Radio. 
Talk Radio. Dial up some dialogue. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.